Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. On today's special mammoth episode, we challenge a panel of seven individuals to rank Pixar's 17 films from best to worst without killing their friendships in the process. Throughout the argument, you're going to get spoilers for, well, every single Pixar movie, as well as Bicentennial Man, The Land Before Time, Inception, Brother Bear, Frozen, Tangled, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Short Circuit, Flight of the Navigator, Elysium, Gravity, X-Men Apocalypse, Chappie, Unfriended, American Tales, The Rescuers, Zootopia, Rudy, Watchmen, Ants, Braveheart, the Nickelodeon animated series, ah, Real Monsters, the Cars Land area of Disney California Adventure, the 1986 Jim Henson TV special The Christmas Toy, and some of The Walking Dead Season 4. Hey Tyler, it's still Pixar season. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right, we've been doing this for a while. Pixar season is coming to a close, and what better way to bring our self-proclaimed Pixar season to a close than by taking every single Pixar release and ranking them from best to worst, mm-hmm. which is quite an undertaking when you're dealing with... 17 movies. Yeah, 17. and we've been talking about doing this forever since Inside Out. Remember, we were going to do it then, and then we're like, no, wait for Good Dinosaur. No, wait for this. Well, here we are. No, nope, we, we had to we do it as, sometime. Might as well wait till next June when Cars 3 comes out. <laughs> no, I can go ahead and make my list. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go I'll ahead and put Cars 3. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we have got a dynamic roundtable here that's going to set about the task of ranking the Pixar movies. Tyler is obviously here. Yep. You made a list. I did. Which means you've seen every Pixar movie. I've seen them all. 17 of them. And you're ready. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think I'm ready to defend <laughs> my choices. Guess what? Bethany Allen is here. hey And before uh, w- recording this episode, Bethany, there was still quite a few Pixar movies she had to catch up uh. on. And now that you've seen them all, you are ready to make a list of your own. I am ready. You've already I made, made a one. list, actually. Mm-hmm, I did, but I had to work for it. And, <laughs> and aren't it we didn't grateful? Didn't come easy. <laughs> are you ready? Do you feel secure? Are you proud? Are you in there? You know what? I had to slam like three movies in a day. <laughs> I feel a little Pixar out. <laughs> so I don't totally trust. It's like I imagine what people who are doing drugs feel like. <laughs> What? That they're like OD'd and then they're making weird choices like <laughs> Mountain Dew or what? energy drinks. <laughs> you know at the like 7-Eleven? Like you, you've, been, you've been up too long drinking Mountain Dew right. and energy drinks and now your your judgment is impaired? Yeah, I'm like, I should have this for dinner, but it's not a thing. I think that's... So I feel a little bit concerned. <laughs> I have what, what did you pick for dinner? I have a good conviction, like, you know, barometer in me, but... I think that the biggest issue, the biggest issue to your experience is that you've been watching all these Pixar movies on DVD. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I'm fine. That's a huge hindrance. I'm a grown woman. But you know, aside from the DVD problem, which is substantial, who wants to watch Pixar in standard def? Yeah. Nobody does. Nobody wants to. Y'all seen it. Yeah, TV's so small and pathetic. (laughs) So far away. Walked into that house and I just busted out laughing. (laughs) 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 But you know, in some ways, I think Bethany's in an interesting position over the rest of us because she's actually experiencing these movies closer together. And we all did the work of refreshing our memory and all that. But sometimes your memory shapes you in such a way that it's hard to get away from. So you're going to have an interesting take. I'm I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I watched three today. So I she feel sure like did. I'm like 
hyped up on it. Oh yeah, we <laughs> you know? we ran into Bethy outside You Hate Movie Studios. It was like, hey Bethy, and then she just starts <laughs> raving about Wally and Good Times. So like, Good gracious, what happened to you? I know. I was a little bit sped up by the time I, got, I had just turned off uh, Monsters University, so I was like, just had so and Good Dinosaur. And just a, it sounds it like a fun a day. It was yeah. full and, and doing laundry at the same time. Man. It's a big day. So you're ready. Abby is back on the show. I'm here. And you, you s- s- grew up with a lot of these movies, but you made a list. You've seen them all. I did. I've seen them all. Some I wish I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting Joy. to say that we have grown up with these movies. Toy Story was uh, a movie released during our childhoods. Uh-huh. So we've we've kind of grown up with Pixar. So we have a weird dynamic relationship with them. Yeah, it's okay. true. When I when I saw Finding Dory, the loud teen girls behind us, one of them was like, "Yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I was born the year Finding Nemo came out." I thought, oh, oh three. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, was she thirteen? Because no. that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strange. What's Toy it. Story? 95 I see our graduates. Ninety-five. High school. Oh, three. Ninety-five. That's an interesting dynamic. You think about it. even teenagers. Uh, a lot of these movies came out before they were born. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. But for us who are in our twenties, well, oh, me well, for yeah. me who is <laughs> in his twenties, <20s, laughs> I watched Toy Story as a kid, and now Toy Story three, which came out you know a few years back, is the a movie that my kids are watching, and it's just a, it's like cross generational thing. Yeah, it's kind of great actually. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Whitney DePauly is back on the show. Hey, guys. And you, too, have seen <laughs> all the Pixar movies. I have. I had to catch up, and uh, I had to watch Brave. I'd never seen that one. And Cars 2. Well, so a lot of us, <laughs> had, to, a lot of us had to do due diligence on Cars 2. I can't wait till we talk about the sequel thing that Pixar has going on. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and how strong are you feeling about your list, Whitney? You feel like it's, it's right? It's in there? Oh, man. It was so hard. To be honest, I feel pretty good about my top five, but it's like I want to shift them around. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like what you mean. constantly. So, sure. feel really good about my uh, last two. That's okay. a solid. <laughs> Patrick, I'm here. He's on the show. Yep. Got a list? I got a list, and I feel kind of like Whitney. Like, if I look at it too long, I want to start moving stuff around again. So, I'm just sticking with where it's at, and I'm going to defend it to the death no matter what. Bite <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in. Dig in deep. Yep. That's it. Josiah DePauli is back on the show. Hey, I'm back. And we we really valued Josiah because he is a, a Disney aficionado and has a lot of interesting opinions. And I thought, man, this guy's going to have a weird list probably, so we need to bring him on and, it's and, weird. <laughs> and hear what he has to say. You're like a computery person too, so you totally get... <laughs> I am a computer you person. You get like right. design like, and stuff. I mean, like Robin Williams too, in Bicentennial Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just mean you work in that world, yeah. right? You're talking about yes. visuals and design? Yeah. Yeah, a computery so, person, sure. Yeah, so I feel like you'll have great something for us yeah, he'll have at least a little inside. vibrato it's yeah. <laughs> cool vibrato do you know what that is yeah. let me do it for you <laughs> no i know i know but he'll bring a little bit of that to the mix you know a little bit of classiness a little bit of flair a little bit yeah. extra to it. that's good a little spice to it hey, i'm just glad that we got the same group as last week back together yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of work and here we are uh i'm josh i made a list as well and i gotta be honest with you guys um 
I felt like I had, there were only a couple of movie. well, really only one movie that I was missing long-term until Finding Dory came out, and I felt like I had a really solid list. I was like, oh, I know what my list is, and as I went back and revisited a lot of these movies and thought through it, my list has changed a little bit than what I thought it was going to be, but I feel like I have the right list. So yeah. if, if you guys' list looks like mine, then you have the right list. If it looks any different, you have something off, and I'll help you get it corrected. But once you say what it is, it has to be locked in forever, and everyone on the internet will <laughs> mock you until you die. Mm-hmm. Great. Without further ado, are you guys ready to do this? Let's do this. So here's oh, the pressure. Here's, here's how it's going to work. We're going to go through the movies in release order, Re- reversed. Reverse, reverse, reverse release. Reverse release. release. Reverse release order for the sake of uh, timeliness and recentness. So beginning with Finding Dory, we're going to bring up the movies, talk about them for a second, and then present where they are on our list. When we make it to the end, we'll recap our list from 1 to 17, Pixar, best to worst. 17 movies. 17 freaking we movies. A lot. We all promise to stay friends. Through this <laughs> <laughs> no, heck no. I feel like we've done this a couple times outside the podcast. It, and gets, it's like, gets ugly. It's like a cheat code for ruining friendships. <laughs> I know. One time me and Josiah tried it on a whiteboard, and there were voices getting raised. Yeah. <laughs> Other people yeah. wandered into the room and they're like, whose stupid list is that? <laughs> well, uh, uh, the most recent release right, is an buddy, obvious right? one. Yeah. Finding Dory came right. out on June 7th, 2016. Mm-hmm. We just did a whole episode about Finding Dory. So listen to that first. Yeah, there's not much more to say other than what we've already said. So let's just jump right into it and say, where does Finding Dory play out on your list, Tyler? 1 to 17. Where's Finding Dory? Finding Dory is lower on my list it's a sequel that didn't live up to the original and so it it, it, it hurt it that hurt it you know <laughs> and uh it ended up finding its place at number 13 13 it's pretty, it's low. pretty low and that is to say you have to rank these movies somehow and yeah. being low on the list doesn't mean it's a bad movie it's just not as good as the other great movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's the, the thing we all had to wrestle with that. Yeah, There's so many great movies in this list. And Tyler, yeah. talk about this but when we're all putting our first thing out there. Can you just, in like a couple of sentences, describe what your criteria is for ranking? I think everyone's criteria is probably going to look slightly different. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of caught in the tension between uh, which movie I would pull off the shelf more, most often and which movies I think earned a higher place on the list. Yeah, yeah. I have to show respect to because it was groundbreaking or particularly creative. Uh, even if I don't watch it as often, I at least have to recognize it deserves right. It deserves respect. So you're uh, trying to do a list. half and half between yeah. your own personal watchability and quality right. of filmmaking. So it's a, it's a uh, tough place to be. But I, I think I, f- I found that balance. Okay, good. Okay. okay. Of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested to see where your list goes. Bethany Allen, where did you put Finding Dory? Actually, she's lucky number 13. Okay, Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, wow. Sympatico is what they say in Espanol. I right. don't. I don't want the list to, or the run to get broken up. Even though it's not my turn, I'll just say mine's at number thirteen as well. Oh, you hate movies, crew. Abby, where did you put Finding Dory? You guys are gonna be mad about this, I guess. Mine's number five. <laughs> number five. Holy crap! That's too, <laughs> too high. It's too high. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at it's all. It's not too high. It's support perfect. her. Too high. Listen. No. I don't have any support okay. for that. Okay, okay, <laughs> guys, guys, listen, listen, listen. It was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess you can't argue with that. <laughs> okay, well, as your list gets fleshed out, we're going to have to this remember. Is, no, this is why. It had so many interesting parts to me 
and maybe it's just because I haven't seen it as many times, I feel like I would want to watch that a lot, which matters to me because I have a two-year-old and I have to watch movies a lot. So <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you're going practical. more for watchability. Yes. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. You can't You can't deny that. Bethany, can I jump back to you for a second and let you talk a little bit about your criteria for how you've placed your movies? I forgot to ask. Yeah, it's always tricky, Ricky, with this crew. <laughs> because... <laughs> Are we here? Someone hashtag that. Because... <laughs> Well, it is because you guys are hypercritical. You have some of you like Josiah. You have like really clear eyeballs about this stuff visually and all you're, that. You're like you're like Woody in Toy Story too, <laughs> when the old man is <laughs> cleaning your eyeballs. Well, I mean, you just you're looking at things that I don't feel like I naturally look at. I'm a very experiential person. Mm. So when I read in my list, and this is why, you know, you guys are talking about feeling a little bit nervy. I had to move a few things around just a second ago, but not the majority of it. Because I just keep thinking, nope, I had the best experience when I saw that movie. Visually, emotionally. So that's going to hurt finding Dory. All of that, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I think about how the movie impacted me, uh-huh. and that really carries a ton of weight for me. Yeah, but I think for you guys, sometimes you're considering, like, and narrative. I'm considering narrative. Like, do I, did the story keep me interested? Like, the experience, that whole experience is very meaningful to me. So okay. that's how Dory okay. got down to 13. Do you, are you a watchability person, too? Are you thinking about repeated viewings, or is that less important to you than the yeah, initial experience? I would prefer... I like the feeling of going, I could watch this again. Okay. And a few of my top toppies. Top I've toppies. watched multiple times and still feel happy about it. All right. So. Makes sense. Whitney, could you tell us where you put Finding Dory and <sighs> what, what you're using as your rubric to place these movies? Yes. Yeah, so I put Finding Dory number 12. Okay. Okay. And good. We can, good we can range. That. Good area. Gosh. Uh, my criteria. Um, well, I'm kind of like Bethy in the same boat as... Um, the whole experience thing. Um, kind so of what it means to you. What it means to me. One of the criteria is, did it make me cry tears? <laughs> because I... Because <laughs> Pixar can, can do that. Pixar sure. can make oh, a person yes. cry. How many, sure. how many of I the can, movies have made you cry? Oh, I, I could count them. Probably at least 25% of these movies. At least. So that's, that's a, a fair number, and I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that math real quick. Ugh. What's twenty five percent of seventeen? Well, I mean, yeah, so one point seven. Okay, carry to three. Yeah, <laughs> three point four. Well, got some paper out here. Four, you know, you know. That's five. Denominator, numerator, <laughs> right. something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, did it make me cry? That that's a big one. Um, and then, yeah, I guess uh, watchability too. Could I could I watch it again? So, yeah, I and also just I mean, we used kind of like this online (laughs) thing to help us rank. Could I sacrifice one over the other? It's like pinning two against one another, like at all at you know, yeah, the same time. So which would you which would you save if it meant killing the other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Josiah introduced us to a helpful little online survey that one by one or two by two, I suppose, pits the Pixar movies against each other, which forces you to actually say which one would I pick one at a time over them rather than just arbitrarily placing them on a list, which is which is a helpful rubric. Patrick, Finding Dory and how? Uh, I put Finding Dory at number 13. Nice. Okay. So far, so good. Okay. Uh, A big thing with movies for me is watchability. 
if I'm going to pull it off the shelf. If that's how I, to me, it's a good movie, is if I can want to watch it over and over again. But with the Pixar movies, like the ladies have said, it's what speaks to me emotionally, you know? <laughs> so, interestingly, rewatching a lot of these uh, don't speak to me in the same way. I was like, oh, this was great. That's not as great as I remembered it. So, a lot of these move around based on where I'm at now. And I would say in five years, they would probably all change again. But. That's how I rated You're it. You're a sensitive guy. This is it forever. I'm a very sensitive guy, <laughs> Bethany. I don't know if you knew that about me. I, you are. Tenderhearted. Mm. And finally, well, not finally, Josiah, Finding Dory. How'd you, how'd you put it there? Finding Dory came in at number 10. Number 10. Oh, okay. wow. Goodness little gracious. Little room. Uh, my criteria, at first, I asked, at first, I asked myself, is this movie better than Cars 2? <laughs> and, that, and you work up from there? Yeah, that didn't help at all. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, you could say yes to all of yeah. the Pixar movies. So I was left with Cars 2 and then just a pile of movies. Um, yeah, I went with watchability. I just kind of tried to picture myself in a room with some Blu-rays. Or if I was Bethany, do I have DVDs in front of me? And just thought, which one would I rather watch? And then as I went down the list, eventually it turned into like, which one do I have to watch? Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I weighed them against each other. That's not, I kind of like that. I kind of like that visual yeah. usage. That's a good way to go about it. Um, and like I already said, I put uh, Finding Dory at number 13 as well. And I'm a, a lot like Tyler uh, in the sense that watchability is big for me because I'm w- one of these people that can watch movies over and over again. Or if I like a movie at all, I'd rather see it more than one time, several times. So that's important. And then just quality of filmmaking, what the movie accomplished, uh, what they're, you know, in terms of screenwriting and visuals and originality, all that stuff. And I also got to add a hint of Patrick in there as well. Yeah. Pixar movies um, do have a unique emotional residence, uh, residence, a unique emotional resonance. Uh, they live inside you? Amongst uh, family movies. I mean, I'm a sucker for family movies, especially family films of like the 80s and 90s. Uh, where there are like a sappy sentimentality to them. Um, And Pixar taps into that in a more mature and developed uh, way. Even when it's super simple, there's usually something that you can grab on and be affected by. So I use that to weigh them as well. That was Finding Dory. Pretty middle of the road to very low, or in Abby's case, how the heck did it get up so high? I guess we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, last year... And uh, November 25th, 2015 was uh, The Good Dinosaur. We did a whole episode on it, so go back and listen to it. But it was divisive, to say the least. Some people thought that the story was a little uh, lacking in originality. We thought that the story was more classic, or at least the people that were on that episode thought the story was more classic. The visuals were breathtaking. Um, But nonetheless, uh, even though it got a strong or a positive reaction overall, people thought, a lot of people thought that it wasn't up to Pixar snuff. Tyler, where did you put The Good Dinosaur on your list? I've got The Good Dinosaur at number 11. Okay, that's not right. (laughs) I think that The Good Dinosaur in a lot of ways is kind of like Finding Nemo. They're both sort of road trip movies. One person is trying to get somewhere meets a stranger they become buddies but it's just you know it's not as strong in my opinion than a lot of the other Pixar movies okay specifically the ones above it (laughs) (laughs) sure I remember when Tyler came out of the theater I asked him what he thought and he gave me a pretty negative review and then a little later he said I thought about it more and it's not that bad but 
you, you weren't crunk on it from the beginning. Crunk? <laughs> no. Did you really say that? Crunk? No, man, I did not get. I did not get all crunked on it. But you're really more crunk, crunk on, on other ones. Yeah, yeah. It's far up. more crunk. <laughs> Follow you hate yeah. on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, you just saw the good dinosaur for the first time. Like four hours ago. Can you tell us uh, well, what you thought and where you put it on your list? Yeah. I put it at, at number 10. Okay, that's wrong too. Oh. But go ahead, it's higher <laughs> than me. You know, it felt like Aladdin, uh, felt like Lion King from the get go. Yeah. yeah. And I struggled connecting. I, I don't know why, but I was really having a hard time connecting with every part of the story. Like, as that's, a That's like pretty common response. I just didn't. Were you doing connect. your laundry during I, <laughs> I was folding my laundry, but I was right in front of the TV. And, and you were I, watching a DVD. Yeah. Okay. But I thought it was beautiful. I just thought there wasn't a lot of dialogue, which is a bummer for me. I actually really liked dialogue. And I. I just couldn't <laughs> What? Should've, you should You should watch some I, Tarantino movies and I just <laughs> couldn't connect I just couldn't connect the way I really wanted to. And I felt there was like two points where I was thinking, "Oh, I feel tugged emotionally." <laughs> but then it would go away. And then I I just was like a little bit, I don't want to say this. I was a little bit bored. Like mm, ah! that's all wrong. No, that's a pretty common but response to I felt like there were points in the movie where I was like get to something. Get, what are we Whoa. getting to? Get to the something. Just What's grow up already, you stupid dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt like he was Poor very Arlo. sweet, but but I just it was really hard for me. So and I think I have a hard time connecting outside of Jurassic Park with like with like <laughs> with dinosaurs that time period. What about Land Before Time? <laughs> <laughs> I did land before time a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe because, not. Because this movie is a lot like stuff. the land before time. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's an Easter egg. I have a hard time because I don't know a ton about that time period. Okay. And I don't even know what I believe mm. about well, the time period. Do you, do you think that they <laughs> harvested crops? No, I don't think so. You don't oh, think shoot. that Apatosaurus has lived but in But it said like a million society? years later, uh-huh. they were like, so then I couldn't tell. Are they really talking? It was a Pixar movie, but I was confused. Like I was literally asking myself, "Is it?" And I thought it was kind of weird that they made the kid a dog. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was a little. I knew they were trying to make a statement, but I couldn't connect with that either. It's, it's a boy and his yeah. dog story. Yeah, it's, it's not but so I, much a I, statement I, as were it was they speaking just English because they had a, evolved, or was <laughs> it were the just dinosaurs like actually talking to people with their mouth, or, yeah. or was it just yeah we the dinosaurs were, were speaking yeah. English? Really, you heard them. Well, I know, but was it so just the in fish. their animal language? So do the fish, so do the toys, yeah. so do the cars. <laughs> cars have mouths with tongues. I know, but were we supposed to be watching it? <laughs> they so don't answer. too much time on this. But they don't yeah, answer yeah. that question. You're holding it to a, a different criteria than the rest of the Pixar films. No, I'm not. Yeah, you yeah. are. You're asking why the dinosaur is talking. Okay. Well, yeah. then let's take that off the table, and it's just number 10 for emotional. I couldn't connect. All right. Well, now that Bethany's done squeezing lemon all over the good dinosaur, Abby, what did you think? Oh, this is about to get good. (laughs) (laughs) This is my number one. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that. (laughs) I actually didn't expect that either. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, Oh, this is great. That actually, I was kind of surprised, and then I realized, no, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Don't say anymore. Just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Um, I watch it a lot. I've seen it probably thirty times. No, that's an exaggeration. Wow. My goodness, maybe more like ten. 
Probably 30, okay. if not more. There's, there's not a movie you've seen 30 times, I'm sure. Because I watch it with Beck a lot. And it doesn't get old. It gets better every time. And I'm sure my list will change from time to time. But it's just so sweet. It's beautiful. And... Wow. That's all you I have to say. Number one. Wow. I feel like it's very emotional. Well, think about it this way. Ab- the way that Abby crafted a list was exclusively by the means of what we described earlier, where she was using an online engine to pit two movies at a time against each other. And it's helpful if you're someone who's not uh, uh, you know, a cinephile to just be like, oh, which one did I like more than this one, this one, this one. And she, you can apparently consistently picked The Good Dinosaur over everything when it came up. Yeah. So it revealed itself even to you as your favorite. Yeah, but even after that, when I saw the list, I rearranged a couple things based on whatever, my thoughts, I guess. (laughs) 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 And then I thought, is is the good dinosaur really my favorite? And then I like was going through like, yeah, because... It's your favorite over Toy Story? Yeah. I can't even... Sorry. That's you're you're really upset, Bethany. I can't even go there. She's <laughs> touching her head like a crazy person. <laughs> her eyes are so wide I open. I will right say now. I haven't seen Toy Story in a long time, but I've seen it a lot because I grew up with that. I've seen it a billion times too, and yeah, it's over Toy Story. All right, well, there's there's that, Whitney. Wow. What did you think about the? Where'd you put the Good Dinosaur on your list? So I put it number five. I Shoot, also, that's high. yeah, I also really liked it. I thought it was super emotional. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. We actually <laughs> we were laughing about it because we actually had to pause the movie so we, that I could cry. So you could stop crying. <laughs> which which like, scene did that to you? Oh gosh, the classic scene, you know, where the they draw the, the circles. Yeah, yeah, draw in the sand. That was yeah, one, that's the that scene that has the done. most emotion. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. uh yeah, Bethany, Bethany does not care. Nothing for me. <laughs> oh my god! Stony heart does not agree with that. <laughs> I'm wondering. I need to talk to my counselor uh, about it. No, I mean, screw you, you dinosaur, yeah, your yeah. dumb dad. Yeah, you stupid kid out in the middle of nowhere with a dead parent. <laughs> for sure. You poor this orphan. A dog. He's mentally ill. He's a caveman. <laughs> he's an under- yeah, he's okay. mentally ill. <laughs> he's unevolved. Yeah, and aside from that, it was just like visually really cool. Um, I mean, it open the opening, like the whole concept of the family, like where they're just like these farmers, like these hick dinosaurs. That's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but still, <laughs> it didn't like ruin yeah, the story for me. Weird. The story, like, I got super wrapped up. But in they're it. they're plant ant- dinosaurs, so it makes sense that they're making plants, right? Yeah, they're herbivores, yeah. and everybody yeah, else the like, like the ca- I thought it was cute that the southern T Rexes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, were like herding meat you know because they would eat meat yeah they were cowboys yeah ranchers yeah but i was picking that up with the animal or dinosaur thing okay so okay bethy got it bethy got it but she didn't get it she didn't really yeah, get it though it escaped her what happened to my heart interesting <laughs> that good dinosaur made you cry that's yeah it's yeah. really i didn't hurt. i didn't expect that to be one of them really well, it's, it's, mean, a, it's got strong emotion but I I didn't connect to it as well mm. as you did either. Well, I did lose a parent, so there's that. So well, maybe yeah. that's why like I could yeah. relate well, to it yes. a lot. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, yeah I loved it. Great. Uh, Thank so. you. <laughs> Pat, no, that was sincere. Thank you. I feel be- better. <laughs> Vindicated after Bethany's thing. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what do you think about The Good Dinosaur? Uh, I really liked The Good Dinosaur. I have it at number four. <laughs> oh. Shoot. Yay. All right. Number four. I really like it. 
Right. Josiah? You've, you've said quite <laughs> a bit in that. <laughs> For more on Patrick's thoughts on The Good Dinosaur, visit our episode. They already said everything. <laughs> Josiah, uh, what the heck did you think, man? I put it at number 11. So, like, lower than I actually expected to have it at. Mm. Yeah. But, like Patrick okay. was saying. What did you have Finding Dory at? <sighs> number 10. Uh, see, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, I thought, I thought we were on the out. same wavelength there for a second. Yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, Good Dinosaur is good. I expected it to be higher, but it was just... I had some issues with Good Dinosaur. I liked the trailer for The Good Dinosaur. Can you just give me just a, a totally tiny synopsis of your qualms? Uh, the marketing was a little over the top for it. They were really pushing the whole, like, what if the asteroid had never hit the Earth? That's yeah. true. You don't need to do that. Like, you have a movie But that ain't the movie. Cars. And it didn't like, make yeah. any sense with the movie. Yeah, it was like... You well, know, it just showed you that if dinosaurs had the chance to continue to progress and evolve, this is what they would become. They might be farmers yeah. and ranchers. Yeah. And it was so when humans showed up, people weren't like, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. Humans were like, okay. Which, why does Pixar suddenly have yeah, to make like excuses have to for their yet. nutty concepts? Yeah. Um, I just thought it was... It was a little messy too. Just it was like started out with the whole like farming thing, and then it's like you get into it's kind of a road trip movie, and then it's like a western, and it's like they couldn't. I think there's pretty huge production problems behind the scenes, mm. so yeah, it makes sense that they yeah. kind of went around. Um, I but vibe it's still, that. It's still really good. Um, like Patrick was saying, the hard thing with Pixar is like even Pixar at their not their absolute worst, but their worst is still. Like far better than your average DreamWorks movie, so. But not at Take their absolute that, worst. Take that DreamWorks. Yeah, but not at their absolute worst. Shots Just fired, worst. Yeah. right, or something. Yeah. Put that in your pipe. Um, oh, um. <laughs> well, I uh, want to say before I explain this that my, I won't tell you what they are, but my top three were extremely difficult to me. Uh, I, I could almost put them all on the same exact. So good card. dinosaurs in your top three. Good Dinosaur is number three for right. me, and it could be number one for me or number two for me. But I had to, <laughs> I had to impose a stricter criteria. I had to start narrowing it down. You Ooh. know what I mean? I had to start like being like, okay, well, what would I? You know what I mean? Suddenly start asking questions like, well, how did I feel the first time? How did I feel the second time? How many times have I watched it? How has it held up over time? Did I laugh what, more at this one? Did I cry you? more? Yeah, that was the only way that I could possibly narrow it down. The Good Dinosaur has the most emotional resonance for me personally. Uh, I think it's visually the best uh, Pixar movie by far. That's not well, that's, sure. That's yeah. just in terms of technology developing. And, yeah, yeah. But, and the Definitely. work of the filmmakers. I mean, the that's you have to make certain decisions to make a movie look good as look well. Good? It's not just yeah. a computer. And uh, but it's definitely number one looking film. Yeah, no kidding. It yeah. certainly wow. makes the original Toy Story looked pretty bad. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. The original Toy Story looks like a bunch of construction paper being blown around on the floor. <laughs> just just so hard okay. Now. Let's not be all cranky and weird about it yet. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I love everything about The Good Dinosaur. I actually have zero complaints. Go back and listen to that episode. It easily trumps everything below it on my Pixar list. So that okay. was... That was last, uh, or last Some had year. it high, some had it low, just like coming out of the theater. <laughs> it's very divisive. <laughs> <laughs> People getting upset. <laughs> that same year, though, just earlier in June, we had another Pixar movie, which was also divisive amongst the people sitting at the <laughs> table, actually. <laughs> which Inside was Out. Inside I got that Out. for you. Sorry. So since we haven't done a full-on Inside Out episode, well, we haven't done a lot of these episodes no, on these haven't. movies. What did you guys uh, think about Inside Out? You've it's had a, a year to sit with it. 
I think it's a big old shiny turd. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. wow. <laughs> Shoot. That fast, Whoa. huh? Shiny yeah. turd. Hey, let me uh, halfway identify with you and then not identify with you. <laughs> when I came out of the movie, I felt uh, betrayed by the hype. I felt like, oh, everyone told me they wept and it was amazing and the best ever and it just wasn't any of those things. I still feel like it wasn't, uh, it didn't live up to the hype, but I watched it a ton after seeing it at the movies. And over time, I've it's become more of an entertaining movie to me. It does. It isn't all emotional like it was for everyone. I don't think like, wow, it's the coolest concept I've ever, I mean, it's just, they did an episode of Muppet Babies about the living emotions. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like the yeah. most novel concept in the world, <laughs> but uh, it is entertaining and funny. So I don't hate yeah. it for that reason. I didn't actually go into see inside out with hype, like, like uh, skewing my perspective of it. I just went in just, you know, see the next Pixar movie <laughs> like I would you know Pixar makes a sure. movie and I'm obligated yeah, to go see it go they've see got it. me they've that's got what you me. do I went to go see it because of the hype they're like you have to see this and get ready to cry the whole time <laughs> yeah see I didn't have that but I came out of Inside Out uh, with a, a strong appreciation for the ambition that the filmmakers had and the story yeah. writers had I have the same uh, appreciation for Inside Out that I do like Inception I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast but they both both these movies Inception and Inside Out take these abstract concepts that everybody can relate to and they they create them visually and try and explain the way that they work you know their inner workings of each of these abstract concepts and I think Inside Out did that really well. So instead of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, you get a voiceover from Joy, and you're thinking, who's she talking to? <laughs> yeah. Us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you've got Sadness, who's giving us all the exposition. Yeah, because she, she read a manual. Right, instead of uh, Helen Page. Yeah, it was great. I thought that I would give it a thumbs up just because it was the craziest concept Helen, of Helen. any Pixar movie. It was, it was way out there. It was way out if there. If you explain it, but I thought it played by its own rules really well and yeah. stuck to it. It created cool. a dynamic, interesting world inside Riley's head. That yeah, Josiah. I, I, it's not that much yeah, of a turd. No, I thought I thought it was really interesting. Like they took the concept and executed it really well. And it's it's similar to like in Ratatouille when they're doing the like visually showing flavor. It's like that kind of thing. Like how do you even start to wrap your head around that? <laughs> yeah, That's pretty amazing. But you start telling people you're making this movie about emotions and like you're yeah, and you inside think, like how? someone's like brain and imagination. How? I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And it is, looks like a glorified like Mad Max or not Mad Max, <laughs> like Mighty Max set inside there with like mixed with like Mad a library. Max. It was just right. like, oh, this is like, this is what we got. Like, this is not. I, yeah, I think a lot of the movie kind of uh, depended on the cute little things they created, like the train of thought and the mind workers little squishy guys yeah and like uh the imagination land and stuff like that people thought that that stuff was just adorable and yeah man clever. so much of it is like a jerry seinfeld stand-up routine so much observational humor about lot, like yeah. oh this is how you get a song stuck in your head these guys <laughs> <it>. gum <laughs> And uh, visually, it, it it looks bad to me. I mean, not not in terms of the uh, you know the the efficiency and the developed CG. You but didn't like the style? No, it's just like an ugly Candyland game. Yeah, I didn't like looking at it. Bing yeah. bong suck, man. I hate it. <laughs> you don't like Bing bong? No, I was ready for him to die. You don't like Bing bong? 
I heard uh, <laughs> you cheered when he disappeared. <laughs> Just forget thought, him already. <laughs> I thought that Inside Out and and good, we said this on the Good Dinosaur episode, but Inside Out and Good Dinosaur are are similar in a lot of ways. About they're both coming of age movies where it's real. The the story is really just about this girl who's trying to come to grips with reality, this new reality she has to experience, and she has to, she has to grow up when she's not necessarily ready, and she's kind of mourning her childhood. So you see a lot of these things from her childhood start to fade. Yeah, and that moment with Bing Bong dying was like her childhood dying and so i actually kind of connected with that i felt more emotion from inside out uh hitting those those points about mourning your childhood than i did feel them with good dinosaur and so when bing bong died i was i was bothered by it I was like, hey. oh, that's that's he sacrificed himself too so let me and get so this it was, straight it was emotional you got like a, a movie with characters both characters have like lost parents and are lost and might die themselves nah that screw them but then this <laughs> she's poor, a tough day at this school this poor little rich girl <laughs> that was like enjoying her life in Minnesota had to move to a bigger nicer city and a cooler house with cooler friends with so broccoli pizza yeah, gross <laughs> <laughs> poor thing Ew. you just couldn't cry enough tears <laughs> nah yeah, you're absolutely right. The 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 problems that she's experiencing are not nearly as severe as that poor dinosaur. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to see his control panel. But the, I think that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. How would Arlo react to broccoli pizza? Yeah, know. start doing sequels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think way. that the issues that Riley experienced are are far more relatable to everybody's. You know, um, um, yeah, at least an American the, child. My cotton candy elephant. Sure. He died yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick there doing the Arsenio Hall fist whooping as he <laughs> But I think that what was interesting that Inside Out was able to accomplish really well was also the the um, growth that you experience when you realize that emotions can work together where on one side of joy there is also sadness and vice versa yeah. and that moment at the end when they're having this like lowest point in the movie where she returns to her parents and they're all really upset and then her emotions turn to happy because she feels consoled in her time of sadness. Yeah. That's like powerful emotional growth. And that's something that a lot of people can see and even experience and relate to in their own ways. Sure. And I think it did that well, but all that to say, it's still not, you know, at the top of my list. Yeah. yeah that element of it, the, the whole working toward these like goofy little emotion world to actually tell a story about what it means to be emotionally dynamic and how sometimes you have, have to be sad to be happy. That was clever and that was fun. You know, getting embarrassed at school is, is tough, man. <laughs> yeah, she had to stand up. <laughs> she cried Poor in front thing. of her class. <laughs> Poor Can't thing. get over that. You don't walk away from that. Bill Hader is great as fear, you know, put him in more <laughs> starring vehicles yeah. in Pixar movies. I, I feel like uh, my wife, Sarah, connected to it more than I did. She well, liked it a lot more. That's the, the question I was feel? about to ask because we had this one guy who was offended or guy or gal that was offended by... Um, all the uh, gender stereotypes we did in our You've Got Mail Sleepless in Seattle episode. So, hey, girls, you guys are emotional. Tell us <laughs> tell us what you thought about Inside Out. Oh. Um, <laughs> I liked it a lot. I think, I think I went to see it because of the hype, and it lived up to the hype. I was like, this is great. I was crying in, like, the first scene, and it was like, I was the so first scene is just throughout. a freaking baby sitting there. Well, you know, the you baby's, s- baby's the, growing up. The montage of her growing up, so running around with underwear Kids on her head. Do you relate sad. to that? 
Yeah. <laughs> Running around with underwear on your head? Yeah. And then I just <laughs> shaking your naked booty. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was really good for the, uh, all the emotional reasons. Um, Whitney, was this a movie that made you cry? I will be honest. I did cry at the Bing Bong scene where he mm-hmm. like died or sure. her childhood I died. It's it's <laughs> the girl was in middle school. It was about time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. She was wandering the halls of her mind, lost un- and yeah. forgotten. However, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Like yeah. I wanted to like it was a it lot hype? more. I did too. It, there was a lot of hype in it for me. I just. It didn't really live up to it. Yeah, I, I had a friend tell me that I needed to rent a theater because I was going to cry so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Bethany, what do you <laughs> think? Privacy? Yeah. I just didn't, it didn't, you, you explained it well at the beginning. That's how I felt about it. I didn't cry at all. And I, I remember thinking, I should, I, somehow I should be crying or I know that I should be. I mm-hmm. just, I thought it visually was the worst. Yeah. Pixar. Yeah, they went like, a new direction with the style. It looks like Lots of yellow. Weird. Yeah, just yeah. there was like a dark hue over it. And I just remember thinking, I am not connected to... Your emotions? Any of the, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I am. And that's what was so hard for me. It was like, I'm really good at therapy. <laughs> so, I was thinking right, either I've right. resolved a lot of my crap or <laughs> I should be figuring something out but I just thought I thought she was annoying the girl yeah. was annoying and like so I was really jealous that she lived in like what San Francisco yeah, yeah. and that yeah, awesome house so walking distance <laughs> to a great pizza place <laughs> yeah, that Chinese it was so hard for me to connect mm. with any of the characters I just was like she doesn't even know what she has <laughs> so, so hey, where did you have it on your list well, let me ask a question ask? real quick no, to the world. What happens if Riley is like going through some stuff and she sees a paper, that paper that's hung on the wall, her drawing of Bing Bong? What if she finds that later? Does Bing Bong come back to life inside it's her reanimated brain? Comes yeah. out of, that's a good question. Or is she just like, I don't understand this picture. <laughs> she would reject him when she had it. She'd be like, oh. Yeah. He'd come back to life just uh, to die again. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Yeah. Bing bong. It'd, it'd be, other things that are more it'd be more like looking at an epitaph, you know, a grave. No, because he could be resurrected by her imagination and then die again. He could die of lots. Wow, poor Bing Bong. I heard a great theory about Bing Bong, and this has sort of to do with the connection of the Pixar universe. Uh, this isn't stupid. This isn't Pixar theory garbage. This uh. is just this is just shared universe stuff. Is that uh, Bing Bong is actually Riley's monster? And so that's, he's, he's the monster huh. that comes through her door to entertain her. You know, like we learned from he Monsters, Inc. Yeah. He would have never became yeah. a scarer with looking like that. No, yeah. He came through her door to entertain <laughs> her. And so she has these good <laughs> memories. Oh, okay. And so yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. a figment of her imagination. It's her monster. And so he's not really dead because he lives on in the monster yeah, world. Yeah, it's not no, that. It's really an imaginary dead. friend. He's, he's really dead. dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's going to die over and over again. So where does everyone have it on their list? Bethany, where'd you put Inside Out? Eleven. 11 I had it at 10 I'm close I had it at 11 too Bethany wow simpatico <laughs> fuego I have it at 4 god I, wow you guys okay. hate my list everything about your <laughs> list is <laughs> weird so far <laughs> so defiant <laughs> <laughs> alright how about you Whitney I also had it at 11 11 mm. I had it at 12 Okay. okay yeah, yeah. The guy who liked it so much <laughs> is lower than the people who didn't like it I didn't really like it I was just what? Like in parts of it, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had it. I at liked it all right. Fourteen. Mm. That's low. That's low. Whoa. 
and it deserves every spot. <laughs> Shining turd. Buddy, that's low. It deserves all three spots or four yeah. spots up the ladder. It sure does. Wow, I'm interested. To, okay, I'm interested. I got <laughs> We've some gotta questions. Keep going. We got to get to the top of his yeah. list. All right. Well, before Inside Out, there was another sequel. Where was it on yours? Did you say? Oh, uh, yeah. I said it was at 11. Just 11, like Bethany. Right, 11, yeah. um, Monsters University came out in June of 2013. What's and a big gap between those? Yeah, and uh, that was, you know... that Not was between Monsters, sorry. A gap between University and Inside Out. Yeah, because uh, and, and it just feels that way because 2015 was the first year we got two Pixar movies in one year. Right. So the, fa- the previous summer we had Monsters University. It had been quite a spell um, since we had Monsters Incorporated in 2001. And who didn't like Monsters Incorporated? That was a huge beloved hit yeah, so for good. loved it so and good even yeah. the premise when they started to pump it out there was like oh that's fun it seems like a great idea to put these guys in kind i remember right away there was this question because there's a line in uh in monsters incorporated where mike tells sully that he's been jealous of his looks since the third grade or something like that and in uh, monsters university the you know from the first trailer you realize that they meet each other in college so all these <laughs> pixar <laughs> enthusiasts are going well what the heck man yeah, and continuity errors. Yeah, and the you know the screenwriters are just saying we needed to write this story, so <laughs> we just overlooked a line that was said in passing in the first yeah. movie. But I'm thinking, why couldn't? Isn't that just the type of dumb thing that Mike Wazowski would say, even yeah. if they hadn't? Yeah. Okay, he spoke hyperbolically, pretty yeah. regularly. Yeah. The comedic dynamic between uh, Billy Crystal as Mike Wazowski and uh, John Goodman, James Sullivan and John Goodman is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hilarious. John Goodman's great. great. We know you love John Goodman. <laughs> I know you love John Goodman. I'm glad we're going to open this up because this is our first sequel we're going to talk about. It's a prequel. Prequel, sequel. Yeah. yeah. Second movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. So give us your thoughts. Yeah. You already do rubbing your head. I just think Pixar needs to never do two in a row. We don't need... I, I just feel like, man, it takes away... What? You're saying never do a sequel. I, I just think it you takes away shut down, from the dynamic... Well, you I say shut down that, the Pixar that's sequels? not true, because I feel like in the past, I have this really high standard or bar for how they do sequels when I think about Toy Story. Okay. When I've experienced this Monsters University, I'm imagining Cars 2 just to be a tragic disaster... Like I just am like it's too much. You're you're trying a little. Weird. Just, I yeah. don't know. I didn't like. I liked Monsters University. I really I did like it. But I was thinking, we're pushing. Like Whoa. with Dory, I felt like no, man, no. we're just a little. But sometimes really? they do get it right though. Yeah. Well, like, Toy, Story Toy Story is. We get it. You love Toy Story. But every I don't know. I just felt like it was lack. I was really I loved Monsters Inc. when I saw it. Okay. Huge o fan, love the ride. That's where I was. <laughs> sure. I hit it up. There's a ride. The ride's not great. I like when I go. I remember the movie. I really like it. I just, I was like, ah, and I liked the movie. And it's pretty. I mean, well, it's not really high. And the only reason I couldn't get it really high up was because, because it's a, it's a prequel. Stiff competition. <laughs> yeah, but I would, I would get it. I would put it up higher. <laughs> Let's just skate right by the <laughs> double entendres. Yeah. Here's the thing. Hey, Why Bethany. is everyone laughing? <laughs> I, here's what Those I are love. for the grown-ups. <laughs> I thought Monsters University was great. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I think it's great too. I but love I think Billy that it Christ- was like a 
I mean, not necessary, but I thought it was a great addition because mm-hmm. Monsters, Inc., you get this incredibly cool, fleshed-out world that you're into. Great world And building. then University, oh, like, yeah. stretches so it good. out even better in all the best ways possible. Yeah. It, Let me jump in that and say... some dynamic, I think though. What, what we all said about uh, in last week's episode about Finding Dory, that it's, it's a sequel that's, yeah, it can be entertaining and fun, but it's just, it feels unnecessary. I feel like Monsters University, for me personal... It's unnecessary, sure, and somehow to watch it, you feel like, well, man, I'm glad we have this because yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yes, I'm glad we it's, have it. I'm so glad it exists. My big problem with Monsters University is that in Monsters, Inc., we experience this fantastic world of Mon- Monstropolis, right? Yeah, yeah. And we go through this whole story arc about the, their relationship to the human world, and then it's resolved with the understanding that laughter makes the as a much greater source for energy and then we get thrown back into monsters university which is a prequel and we're committed again to this whole scaring kids and i i felt weird about spending more time with that knowing that it was obsolete i like the character development and i it kept me in i was interested the whole time i was laughing i'm totally tracking with the whole movie i think i just thought it do, it just didn't have the pow. It just Monsters Inc. No, to me it was like, well, no, this is so pow. creative and pow. thoughtful and, and meaningful and it's got the boo. It's got the boo. Snap, it's got the boo. <laughs> Man, and, forget boo. Oh, no, you can't hate. Don't you can't do that. Boo is so creepy looking. Where are we? <laughs> yeah, boo anyway, weird. all that to say, I just I couldn't put it as high as I wanted to on my list because I. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the, the counter wow. Bethy. I don't know how you guys feel, but I loved Monsters University. I liked it more than the original. Yeah, I did too. I thought the monsters were cooler in Monsters more University. More than the yeah. original? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. you're crazy. It's like I, you know what it was like watching <laughs> that mon- Nickelodeon monsters show. Uh, ah, real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They go to school. Together. It just felt like watching all that. real monsters, and I cannot oh believe gosh. you're saying it is the, uh, better than the first. Dean, Dean Hartscrabble is a lot like the Grumble, who is the, <laughs> like the teacher oh, at uh, All Real Monsters. Anyway, um, here's why. I went into it just expecting to see an entertaining, fun little Pixar movie. And like Bethany said, I, I really loved uh, Monsters Incorporated. The premise of these like goofy monsters, having it be Billy Crystal and John Goodman, such a brilliant idea, the world building so good. But to watch this movie, I was so dragged into... Uh, the at, the atmospheric element of it because I di- I didn't go to a university and live on campus and I felt nostalgic for something that I was never yeah, a part they, of. They captured that lifestyle and and attitude so well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was like watching Saved by the Bell or something where you're like, yeah, this is what high school was like. Even though your high school wasn't like Saved by the <laughs> Bell, you're watching this and thinking, man, that's so true. That's yeah. what it was like being yeah. on campus, being at monster school. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it but really was a little that's bit like the roommate like. thing. Yeah, it felt and grounded, and yeah. to me, it's one of the stronger. Uh, if not one of the strong, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say. The comedic beats consistently land with the audience from start to finish. Whereas, think about a sequel like Finding Dory where you feel like there's these lulls and then, oh, a funny character, and then lulls, and then there's mess, and then, oh, a funny moment, and then there's more lulls. I feel like from the outset where you get little Mike Wazowski on the bus and nobody (laughs) wants to hang out with him, to the to the moment where him and Sullivan are having this uh, this catharsis on the shore of a lake in the human world, 
the dynamic between the two of them was hilarious. All the throwbacks to the original were funny that Randall's only squints because he, that he and Mike told him not to wear his glasses. Right. That there's a poster in Randall's dorm that says, the winds of change, can you hear them? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, they did great tying all the those, yeah, those threads together. It didn't feel forced because unlike Finding Dory, it's not at all even a similar concept. Yeah. It's a completely new premise that honors all the originality of the first movie, and I feel like it lands it lands wonderfully. I disagree. I would sum up Monsters University, Yawn Fest USA. <laughs> Whoa. It is so boring. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, that's wrong. Yawn Fest uh, USA. Fest. <laughs> that's surprising. You were in a frat. So. <laughs> <laughs> a sorority? Old frat burst. <laughs> and that's also the watchability. I... Anytime Beck asks to watch it, he calls it this monsters. Um, I'm like, no, not that monsters. <laughs> Please, not that monsters. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, love I think that Monsters University is one of the better prequels ever made. Certainly better than those Star Wars ones, right? Am I right, oh, guys? That's, that's true, man. <laughs> they, uh, really that's low. <laughs> they managed to, um, uh, in very unexpected ways, write this storyline where you know where it's going to end, but... It, the way that it gets there is so unique. For him to show up at school first day and say, I'm going to meet my new best friend, and he opens the door and Randall's standing there, <laughs> thinking, what? How did that happen? <laughs> and then, of course, he's enemies with Sully, and everything flips. And then even at the end of the movie, when they're getting kicked out of school and they have that awesome experience uh, scaring adults, you know, because like, in, in the first one, you're thinking, how are they supposed to top what they went through in the first one? And they managed to make it just as cool where they're scaring adults instead of making kids laugh. Um, and they, it's not, and it's the way they come out on top scaring the adults isn't a predictable thing. They no, still it's not end up getting thrown out of school. Yeah. yeah, and the door explodes, and and just like in the first movie, the, they're saying, "How did you do that? Where did all this energy come from?" And they're getting kicked out of school, and you're thinking, well, this doesn't make any sense. How are they ending up at Monsters, Inc.? And then you get the montage at the end of them, you know, rising up yeah, the corporate ladder. Yeah, which was ladder. great. Even yeah. that little few minutes at the ending, a, a photo, a Polaroid montage to, to show the how they climb line. the ladder. <laughs> the yeah. drum line score. Yeah, I remember talking to Josh after this came out and thinking, like, man, this is actually surprising. Like, I like this a little bit better than Monsters, Inc. But the hard thing is you need... Monsters Inc. for it to even yeah. be that good, like they're right. so like right. I agree, and, and I it's totally tough. agree, and that's why I say Monsters Inc. is still better yeah. because Monsters Inc. is this amazing movie where they created this fantastic world with all these unique monsters and this such a, a cool idea that they again that we all relate to in our childhood. There's always a monster in the closet kind of concept that they, they took that and they created a, a world that. De- was dependent on the screams of children for their energy and there's all these magical doors that's yep. great it's that one of ingenious. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. most yeah. creative stories yes. i've ever heard yeah, it's so great. good and it's because you have those two comedians that are so great there's yeah. just they, jokes after jokes yeah. and that's it just, never gets old and everyone's like casting much. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just timing. So great. they're both just great with the time they're riffing yeah. on each other and monsters incorporated has one of my favorite simple gags in any Pixar movie ever when Sully is trying to convince Boo to go to sleep and he opens the door of the closet and (laughs) said there's no monster and he steps into the closet and says there's no monster in here 
Well, now there is. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> such so good, good, clean, yeah. like, joke yeah. writing. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's just that. so much fun watching these monsters run around this this warehouse, you know, this factory, the same way that we would experience factories now, you know, trying to get this kid back into its own world, while everyone's terrified of the kid, thinking that it's toxic. It's just such and that poor guy kept getting yeah. twenty three nineteen yeah <laughs> yeah twenty three nineteen it's so the, good uh, yeah and I, the the I I was gonna that, say that that, <laughs> that I think Monsters Inc is so creative I I really love it but because it's so original and so creative it's one of the movies that I have to give okay, respect right, to wins out mm-hmm. and, sure. and I have to put it yeah. higher on my list for that because there's there's a few movies out there where you have to at least acknowledge that it's so original and so creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, the I've character got, design is so fun. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they really had fun with it. Yeah. yeah. And so I've got Monsters, Inc. at number four and then Monsters University at number five. Mm. That's, that's crazy. I have an interesting back to back just like you do. You know, in the same way that Monsters University, I said, makes you feel nostalgic for something I haven't experienced personally. I feel the same way about Monsters, Inc. You're watching them do this blue collar <laughs> job. Oh, sure. The blue collar thing, not the monster thing. Not the monster <laughs> thing. But the, the dynamic that they have at their workplace and the way that they know each other and riff on each other. And there's a locker room and, the you know, he's dating the secretary and all that stuff makes you feel like, oh, man, this is really part of that world. That's great. Yeah. So I love both of them. <laughs> but Bethany I, was nodding mm. her head. She loves locker rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I put uh, <laughs> Monsters, Inc. at number seven and Monsters University at number six. Mm-hmm. I have okay. Monsters, Inc. at six. But Monsters University at 14. Whoa. My God. Oh, my God. God. No, because no, no. it's a second movie, it's not a first. It's not oh, a heavy geez. hitter. It's n- it's like you have AAA to honor the movie on its But own what's terms? your number one movie? That's this, this yeah. This criteria is going to break down if you have one of the later Toy Stories above the first. Shh. Yeah. Be quiet. <laughs> you have to honor the movie on its own terms, especially. That's right. That's one of the reasons that Monsters, Monsters University gets a small boost for me is that not only does it hold its own as a sequel, but it could act as a standalone movie if it yeah, needed right. to. Yeah, absolutely. It could, but yeah. it doesn't. Just that pizzazz is not <laughs> there. <laughs> no, it's definitely there. Let's. Okay. Okay. Josiah, where you got it on your list, man? I have got them at. Uh, I've got Monsters Inc. at eight and Monsters University at nine. Okay. A little, little lower, but yeah, but right next to each other. Yeah. Those are two oh. movies that work so well together mm-hmm. that it makes sense that they would be near each other on your list. What about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, Patrick? in a similar way, oh. I have uh, Monsters Inc. at number eight and Monsters University at six. So they're not next to each other. No, close. Wow, it jumped. Close. It jumped. Yeah. A this is a spot. Falling, <laughs> falling apart. I'm so curious what yeah. came between them. Whitney. They're not the next team. to each other at all for me. I have Monsters Inc. at number four, and I have Monsters University at number thirteen. Oh, oh my team. This is like mine because she sees it That's properly. I, <laughs> to be honest, I probably need to see it again. Yeah, one. you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. To Repent. give it a fair ranking, but um. I don't know. For me, it was just kind of like forgettable. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even like mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater and I can't even really remember like any of the gags or anything like that. So I don't know. I need a refresher maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because that's wrong. Oh, yeah. We had that well, awful assistive listening 
yeah. experience in the theater. Yeah, the legend of the assisted living <laughs> it was, was so ruined that short living, for me. Assisted hearing. Abby, you've already said you didn't like the thing, so where'd you put it? Um, I have Monsters, Inc. at 10 and Monsters University at 11. But let me tell oh, you, anything right. under 10 is kind of <laughs> all garbage. That's your cutoff? Yeah. <laughs> so Seven of the 10 are garbage? Yeah. Seven <laughs> of the 17 are Those garbage? Those are all ones like, other than Monsters, Inc., actually. So 11 through 17, I don't really care if I ever mm. saw again. Wow. Ouch. It's harsh. Okay. It's harsh. Now, I just want to go on record and say I've actually seen both of those movies quite a bit recently and frequently, so I feel like mine are the m- most accurate. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Actually, Monsters, Inc. is fantastic. The Abominable Snowman thing? That's so yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, but then for some mm. reason in the credits, he's listed as Yeti. I'm like, no one ever calls him Yeti in mm. that movie. All right. Let's jump up to 2012, uh, a summer prior, and talk about Brave, perhaps the strangest mm. addition to the Pixar pantheon feels most unlike a Pixar movie. Yeah. I love Brave. I thought it was great. Whoa. Hey. Brave is a fun movie. Really? But Brave is not a Pixar movie. Brave Let's is be a Pixar real. movie. It's yeah. very much Pixar Brave movie. is a Disney movie. It is a Disney movie. <laughs> who forced Pixar to make for them. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Let me your, stop you This there. is your conspiracy no. theory. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were defending good dinosaur. You're saying, people say Pixar can't do a classic trope like a Western. I didn't say that. Yes, she did. In the good dinosaur Go movie. Go back and listen was, to the episode. I think that was Matt. Oh, I said it. Yeah, you agreed I said with it. it and if you didn't we'll say it, it You were agreeing with that <laughs> stipulation. I don't, I don't know. Gosh, but <laughs> is it unfair <laughs> to let Pixar take the fairy tale trope and make it make their own no, story. No, no, that's not what I, that's not why I'm saying it. Brave is in the same vein as Tangled and Frozen, where they've got a non-traditional princess storyline uh, about it's about more than just you know finding Prince Charming, and it, it does it does not fit in with the rest of yeah, but, but come on. Our this style wasn't about and storytelling. This wasn't about but let me let me give you my thoughts more about why I think Brave is more of a Disney movie. Is uh, do you ever see Brother Bear? Oh my God! <laughs> with brother, every time with Brother Bear. Oh my Brave gosh. when Brave was uh, a, an interesting trailer. It was about a girl who's shooting some arrows, you know, standing up for herself, right? But then you watch the movie and it takes this left turn where the mom turns into a bear, and now they're <laughs> living in the forest and she's talking and she's learning. <laughs> things about themselves what and so doing, i think Bethany? that Bethany. i think that disney in a lot of ways had to distance themselves from it because it's so similar to brother bear in so many ways that they said pixar will you make this we we want it to be the same thing as like tangled and frozen and mm. so will you, will you guys make it for us no, then somebody was walking out of the office and saw a brother <laughs> <Yeah>. bear poster <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen brother bear but <laughs> bethany why you keep uh, shaking your it's head where, it's where you a character the becomes premise a bear of the story it had nothing no, to no, do no, no, with no, her I'm being a princess at all and it had yes, nothing yes it did the whole thing was happening because it, she was, it was a princess all about her now let me let me nuance this, this out I think Brave is a great movie. I really love it. I oh, think yes. the story is fantastic. I think that the whole thing is a lot of fun, but it is the least Pixar of all the movies. It is far more Disney. Uh, Merida is even lumped in with all the other princesses with Disney. Okay. Where they're just excited about her. I don't understand yeah. why you would uh, pick this one out of, oh, this one is not Pixar-y. Because, because it's, it's Tangled and Frozen. 
No, it's not. It's brave. No. It's brave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bethany, it's, what? it's a different adjective. Why are you pushing back? Do you have a different opinion about well, that? Well, I just... I, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Bethany. I think it's a great movie. It's a great movie. But I, when I... Don't I mean, yell at me just, when I'm you not, have your opinion. I'm not shouting at you. I just don't think we... I don't think our experience in the movie was the same. And I wonder no, I'm just saying that it's weird that Pixar was the one that made the movie, okay. not that the movie then exists I, at I all. I never even thought about that when I was seeing it. One, she is so cool. She looks like She's me. Great. She yeah. does. She's does. Like she a, a redhead. She's got orange eyelashes in the... I mean, I was so impressed. You always see these, you always see these um, women not looking accurate. She looks totally accurate. I'm a sucker for anything Scottish or anything like that. So I just, don't you think they made them a little too savage? Yeah, they were a little savagey, but I'm into that. I'm like, all right, it works. It totally works. And <laughs> that they were bears. Those little boys are like so annoying. It's like perfect. <laughs> They're terrible. It was wonderful. I think I thought the whole experience was like, I was like, this is all about this this female struggle with her mom. This like coming yeah. to adulthood, like <laughs> owning who she was. I was mesmerized that, uh, that a movie like this would even exist for kids to try to reconcile i had a little bit of the frozen moment where i was like do they understand what's happening here i thought if my mom was in here we'd be having a moment maybe (laughs) i don't know it was like so it was just deeper than i it was beautiful to me which won the day and then i had this great emotional experience and i think i cried pretty sure i cried in that Mm. one so Wow, man. Yeah. One's perception is one's yeah. reality. Yeah, but I feel like it's your good dinosaur. <laughs> like, I feel like, mm. you know, I got, yeah. I mean, I just connected to the mom thing probably more than, you know, and maybe how you, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was just a really good, fun story, and it looked awesome, and it was just funny and enjoyable throughout. I thought it was very yeah. Pixar-y. It was a fully realized world that worked within itself and it didn't just like a Disney movie. Rule. Yeah. I mean, you could say that about anything. If there's a princess in it that has like outlandish <laughs> elements to it, Oh, it must be a Disney movie no. by your rules. That's <laughs> what it would be. I'm saying that <laughs> this movie is, <laughs> it is, but oh that is I not like like just to say it because it has those elements. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. You, so you're either. saying it's impossible for Disney to have said, hey, forget Pixar. these guys, <laughs> whatever. No, I feel like we're, yeah. this so has nothing to do with the movie so itself. We're so split on this movie. Like half I'm of not us saying like, it's love a bad movie. it. Half of us like hate it. it. Yeah. I honestly, this movie made me feel so weird inside <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> like I just anxious. like, she turned her mom into a bear. She didn't know she was going to, but I thought it was so mean. And I just like the whole movie. I was just like, how in the world is her mom going to become a person again? I was just anxious the whole time, but it did make me cry. I, I had a so. little anxiety too. I'll be yeah. honest. And I thought a bear, how weird it was. Super I couldn't weird. have seen that coming. When I saw the, the preview for or the trailer, I was like, there's nothing about, I bear. had built the yeah. whole story line out. And then when I watched it the whole time, I'm like, what? Yeah. What yeah. is yeah. happening? It takes a turn for sure. Yeah, it yeah. really did. But I actually, I kind of liked it. It felt like a, the bear was the only comedic Pixar thing that the movie had to... Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way, but the gags that they get out of the bear physically being like the mom, yeah. that's yeah. where it feels and like a Pixar movie. I feel yeah, like when some of the, she emotes and yeah. tries to eat daintily. <laughs> some of the gags with the witch were Pixar. Yeah. yeah. The goofy crow. Yeah. yeah. I the, thought the, the rest Sullivan of it was in it. The rest of it played out like Disney. Yeah. It's not a bad movie at all. I don't understand when people (laughs) pick on Brave. No, it's not like mind-blowingly original, and that's not a bad thing. It feels like a classic fairy tale 
it's I'd fine. Say it's bad. There's a there's a yeah, lot of like uh, cliches. I don't know if they're cliches, but they're worn out uh, tropes where, you know, even in the end where they're trying to unravel this m- mysterious direction about how to put everything back to rights, where they have this big climactic scene and they think it's oh it's too late. The mom's going to be a bear forever, and then they let that sit for a second, and then she shows up as a human again oh oh, oh okay well yeah it's I mean, just kind of like it's entirely predictable it's, it's not like necessarily a bad thing it's <laughs> like <laughs> even she the whole really she's die. gonna shoot an arrow for her own hand in marriage and she's mm. yes we know she's gonna shoot an arrow through the other arrow like we've all seen any robin hood movie ever that was one of my big problems with it was like it's so i hate when you're sitting in a movie and they like give some big riddle to the main characters and like you automatically mend know what's bond. going to happen that and they're like it's like mend the thing and you're mend saying the going, like, oh I bet it's the tapestry and they take like a half hour yeah, to get to there get and you're there. just like what could it be what are we supposed to it's like go sew the cloth back <laughs> together <laughs> but it was but more than that they they also had to kind of hug and cry a yeah, little. Yeah. It was more than that, Josiah. But and they say, they, I'm they sorry. You can't, sorry, Mama. You can't yeah. rush that kind of thing. I'm it sorry, Mama. Sure. It was yeah. the tapestry. And Stop it. was terrible. The tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you guys rank the thing? It always sounds like Borat. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> tapestry, yes. My, my wave. Let me start with the rank. Okay. Yeah. Give me the rank. I ranked it at 15. Ooh, right. yeah. I, it's barely wow. above cars for me. I actually Thanks. also ranked it at 15. Wow. Just because I, I think it's actually pretty forgettable overall. Yeah, I, I ranked it 15 as well. Ooh. Wow. I've got it at 14. <laughs> and I want to say that I didn't say this before, but I actually liked it. I'd only yeah. seen it once in theaters. I rewatched it for the sake of this podcast, and I found myself surprised that it was as entertaining, as fun as it was. Yeah. But com- compared to what else is out there, it yeah. just has to go at the bottom. I've got it at 12. I enjoy the movie. Anytime I watch it, I, I think it's great, but it's just not, it's not as good as the rest. And you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. All right, Bethany, go ahead and say your wrong thing. Seven. Wow, that's so yeah. high for break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll put yeah, it at five. I put it at five. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> what? I like it because it's so that so unexpected. Much. It was. You oh would you say it's like to your just affinity for redheads too? Oh my! It must be. Yeah, yeah. But I think you said it so well. It's like you go in expecting this thing, and they change it so much in in delightful ways. I love that. Okay, this baby is a surprise. To me, it kind of reminded me of like you know there's that whole argument that people bring up with like avatar versus star wars where it's like name a star wars character and you're like oh it's like blah 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 and all these people and this and that and then they're like name someone from avatar and you're like jake and like that <laughs> tree <Jake Sully>. witch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's the that. same kind of thing with brave where it's like i was trying to think like oh yeah like name someone from toy story and you're like oh there's all these great characters and then it's like name someone from brave and it's like merida merida and Mom, mom bear, like bears. There's just not Witch. old lady. Yeah. Feast not much eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of butts in that movie to too, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Can we talk I mean, about the amount of butts? Oh, I think it just <laughs> sounds a lot like of butts. even the people so who butts. the people in the group, myself included, that have it low. Uh, most of us don't dislike the movie. It's just one yeah. of those Pixar, not on their best day, is still it's a Disney movie. You yeah, have it in the garbage disposal. Majority of you. Yeah, 14. No. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty low. My garbage Speaking disposal, of the garbage disposal, 14 lower. Uh, the year before that, in 2011, <laughs> the world was treated to Cars 2. Uh, what a treat. Can we lump the cars together and get them both out of the way? We don't have to talk no. about Let's it. Can we just, everyone, How about go ahead this? and say yeah, 17 Yeah, 14 together. and 13. I mean, 17 <laughs> and 16. 
Yeah, Cars yeah. two for me is dead last at seventeen. Cars is right above it. Yep, mm-hmm. me 16. too. Same, 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 same. Everybody, same, same bottom wait, two. Wait, Josiah hadn't said anything yet. I'm scared. What's he doing over there? <laughs> Cars two is at seventeen. <laughs> okay, okay. Cars one, twelve. What? Whoa! Is he down oh, so high. Yeah. What is he no, doing? No man. That's what gotta go over so many movies. You cannot put it <laughs> yeah. higher than Brave. Yeah, I did. Because oh. we were turd. What? I could do I could do again without like never seeing Brave and I think I'd be okay. But you'll watch Cars, Cars? again? Yeah. You're missing here's, it. Here's what uh. happened. <laughs> here's yeah, what please happened. take us on a journey. Here's I just don't understand story. what I'm hearing. I saw Cars once and then I watched I went to Cars Land. And then I watched Cars again. Is that what did it to you? You have this affection for the ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cars, Cars Land, Land is, is actually cool. pretty great. But you got, but it's tainted because you actually <laughs> Stop here. It's it grown on you. It keeps going. So then Whitney and I are going to go to Disneyland. So I'm like, you got to see Cars. Otherwise, you won't understand Cars Land. So we watch Cars again. And then I'm sitting there thinking one day, hey, the like Pixar has like really great bonus features on their Blu-rays and DVDs and such. Like way true. better than Marvel. That's like, true. Hey, wonder wonder what the commentary is like on this. So I watched it with commentary. Oh my god, he watched it with commentary. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, there's a second commentary. <laughs> yeah. So I watched it three my times in like the span of two days. Crab. My goodness. Wow. It it did something to they me. They convinced you, huh? Yeah. I was it's like, like actually, a, there's a lot going on here that so you, I get, cars, you got, you got Stockholm syndrome for cars. <laughs> it really, it uh-uh. did something. I, I gotta be honest. I watched these two movies for the first time for the sake of this podcast, and I couldn't have enjoyed them less. I hated Cars. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Bethany sat on a couch together watching it. Abby was there, and we were we were just baffled by it. We're like, what is going on? The world makes zero sense. <laughs> Who built all this stuff? Who yeah. built all yeah, these buildings? Weird. Why are the bugs cars? <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. say this: the first Cars. They did great with the animation of the shiny cars and the flashes. I, I kept guess. thinking, like, oh, this is neat. The NASCAR was so boring. <laughs> oh, this is silver so yeah. The entire That's how I got above cars. Too. <laughs> he's he's got to build a road. Like, oh, what God. a terrible and then concept. Mater no, is just no, 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 insufferable. No, 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 no. The concept oh. is not terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an terrible. interesting concept. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, by far Pixar's most childish movies because at least all the rest have these. Higher meanings, deeper meanings. Pixar is is it's only it's just boring. I mean, Pixar. This Cars was a is boring movie. Mm-hmm. It's this boring. It is. It's a cash cow. Okay. It's, it's it. definitely uh, m- the most lucrative. It's now uh, I have commercial yeah. for toys. It's the most lucrative film because yeah. of all the the, uh, all the merchandise they've McQueen. created off of Cars. It, but it's it's so. a it's a movie for kids. But it's also a movie for a very specific audience. It's like middle America wholesome oh, yeah. kind of demographic. Yeah, what other Pixar fans? movies no. blasting NASCAR. Rascal Flats at? Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's lots of country That's music because they America. know they know who's watching that movie. Oh, yeah. It's the NASCAR demographic. It is. It's so, so weird because uh, oh right. sorry, just sorry, but it's like. All these Pixar movies are more family movies because everybody can watch it wherever you're at. What and then these are like kids movies. No, it's kids and a very specific, you know, yeah. category. Kids and my family in the South. Yeah. Hey, I know that song. Life is a highway. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, that's Larry the Cable Guy. Or they probably oh. wouldn't even realize it. That sounds like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, they're all identifying the race car drivers. Like, hey. Yeah. That's oh, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the cameos in that movie are so out of control, and I don't know mm-hmm. any. I couldn't care less mm-hmm. about NASCAR, but you're sitting there going like, 
is this a famous person? I'd like look up the credits. Yep, like, that's oh, what I was yeah, doing. like it's Bethany yeah, was. She kept sinking in the couch more and more, and just <laughs> throwing her hands up and going, "What is going on?" And saying, "I can't relate to cars." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think cars. It, number one, at least, is a, it's number one on your list. No. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the first cars. <laughs> Is at least uh, a coherent storyline where yeah. there is a character. I didn't even feel that. There is a character who needs to learn something. He ends up in a situation where he has to learn the hard way, and that he grows as a as a car. Yeah. <laughs> There's an arc. There's an arc to the. There's a clear arc. I think the first cars is there's 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 room to stand ground stand on and defend its existence. Cars two is a hot oh, mess. God. It's just a terrible disaster. Hi, Who knows gosh. what the heck they were trying to do? It is just so boring and excruciating oh, to try gosh. and sit through. Hey, yeah, any I, any DreamWorks movie is better than Cars yeah. Two. I would watch oh. Minions before I sat through Cars Two again. Yeah. Cars yeah. Two because of my Cars <laughs> weirdness. I was thinking, okay, you know what? This it can't be as bad as everyone has said because that's always been our joke. None of us had seen Cars 2 yeah. and when we listed our Pixar movies we're like, well, we know Cars 2 is at the bottom just because of like how awful it seems and I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to put this above Inside Out because I think it's going to end up being actually okay. It was so bad. It's so and bad. From the opening scene where you've got Michael Caine as a spy car, yeah. he's shooting out wires flying around <laughs> and then he jumps in the water <laughs> swimming with a scuba mask yeah. Yeah. like when the car so, breathes so air. The car has lungs yeah. Yeah. and it needs a scuba mask oh, it's and like then, uh, and the in the Simpsons Milhouse has the great joke where he, they're picking on him because he's scared of cars and they're like why are you scared of cars and it's like if they drink gasoline why do they have teeth <laughs> and that was his reason for being scared but why do, and then in the cars world they have all the same landmarks they have Japan and they have Paris it's like who who built this That's stuff yeah, and where are the way, people well in cars too they had to introduce more of the little forklift characters because they're the closest ones to having arms you know yeah, they're the but only they ones who can accomplish anything. <laughs> yeah. But he did weird stuff too. There was like a billboard for an Incredibles movie, but it had cars in it somehow. I yeah. just wish we yeah, could stop like Credimobiles. That yeah. So <laughs> how does that work? Let's move on. There's the world. just nothing to it. I yeah, they're like garbage. I mean, the best the scene the is the very end. That's one. what. Hey, Bethany liked it too. Jesse. That's, that's the best. That's thing. one of the like, driving scenes. That I would have watched, and that's it. She cracked up. She said that was great. How fun! That part was funny. It was very. I want to meet someone who has cars and cars too. Is one and two. No, no, well, they didn't, they someone out there. They're four and a half, and they just had a birthday party. <laughs> 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 all right, well, cars. That's that's yeah, all they that. suck. Yeah. Mater. <laughs> so let's get past that guy. Now, 2010. We're getting we're getting pretty far back there. That was the year of Toy Story three. I want to set up the conversation about Toy Story three and say this. Um, I have a I have a hard time. I'm going to say some controversial stuff about the Toy Story movies um, throughout the course of this podcast. You just want to do the Toy Story trilogy together? You might as well. They're uh, all together. Okay. Okay. Well, then let me say it like this. Toy Story shouldn't get much credit at all because, one, it looks horrible. Two, to go back and watch it, it's not that entertaining. Wow. You can't blame oh. it. And three, the entire concept and story, beat by beat, is absolutely stolen yeah. from another source. Sure. So... Really, how much... The first, you're talking first Toy Story here. Yes, the yeah. original Toy Story is an absolute 
plagiarizing of a 1986 TV special that Jim Henson made called The Christmas Toy, right. in which this beloved toy that one kid loves more than all his other toys in this world where the toys come to life when the kid leaves the room gets replaced because on Christmas he gets this new space toy that's cooler than the old toy and the space toy doesn't know that it's a toy. It thinks it's a real space person. So hmm. it's going to ruin this thing that's going on with the toys and mm -hmm. there's this... There, animosity between them they get lost from the kid they have to find their way back to the kid it's absolutely There's stolen a bad guy this is personal Sid. for you that's what i'm hearing this is well, personal this he, is a he personal offense yeah. jimmy plagiarism. Love him. well he loves jim henson but plagiarism is pretty bad too yeah yeah but i yeah. think this is personal well sure <laughs> but to see it i just watched i mean i saw the toy i saw toy store before i saw jim henson's movie and then years later i saw it laying around yeah. at a library and i said oh this is a jim henson thing i've never yeah. seen and i was shocked i was like how could they have stolen this so deliberately that it blew my mind so originality there really is none <laughs> it, it was, and it's a disney it's right. a disney thing so that doesn't make any sense so i don't really know why we're giving it any real credit other than it's a funny movie that has a special place in our hearts for being the it's first CG yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty beloved. Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are a great comedic duo. The characters that the movie fleshes out are great. But then the interesting thing about the Toy Story trilogy, to my personal estimation, is that it improves movie by movie because once you make it to the second movie, we've, we can make our peace with the fact that they didn't come up with this idea. They stole it. But now the, <laughs> the characters have room to grow, and there's a new yeah. adventure for them to go on. And by the time we get to Toy Story 3, I think this could have and should have been the only Toy Story movie. I realize that mm -hmm. it's on the steam of the other movies, but the concept's built in. They've, they've gone and done a lot, sure but they do the same kind of thing where they get lost they have to find their way back and it's about the loss of childhood and the loss of innocence and all that and it's just far more a dynamic interesting and emotional story than any of the other Toy Story movies put together so for that reason I have Toy Story 3 very high on my list and the other ones quite lower go ahead <laughs> that, was, that was a lot all at once I just had to get it out there yeah man. you really did that was really boiling up inside of you wasn't it <laughs> I really I mostly wanted to get out in front of Bethany before she started talking about what an original idea it was yeah go ahead Bethany you're the one that's been antsy antsy to talk about Toy Story or did he just ruin it for you no you're never gonna ruin it for oh okay okay, okay. she's still got some fight in her <laughs> stay never true stay right, it, so give it to us I mean Bethany. I just I have very talk about a meaningful experience I remember I was in Boone Boone North Carolina it was Thanksgiving. My family went. We saw Toy Story, the first one. I don't know. I guess I was 11 or whatever. I don't know how old I was. 1995. 10. And it changed my life. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so meaningful. It was the first time I connected emotionally to a movie. Wow. This is interesting. From Flight of the Navigator. It took you that long to connect to a movie? I mean, I felt like an adult. Like, I felt like I was having an adult response, like, can you feel emotional about this? Tell us, having an adult tell, us, <laughs> tell us what it was that was your connection to the movie. Where did you find yourself? Well, in it's that interesting story? Look, th thinking back this far because Toy Story was a part of all of our childhood. Right. Yeah. So what? Where were? You, I mean, what was it that you were seeing in that movie at that time? I don't think I'd ever seen a cartoon like that. So, and forgive yeah. my ignorance if I'm not speaking properly about it. But I remember thinking, I don't know. I guess I remember identifying with with Woody a lot feeling like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you my, know they're the, replaced the and all of that <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know why I was connecting like really deeply emotionally to the storyline and 
I, it just, it changed. It just, it was very life changing. It was a significant moment it was significant, in time. And then it just continued to grow. So it's not fair because all these other movies I saw predominantly as an adult. And when I think about Toy Story, it was truly and genuinely like Tyler's been saying, like a childhood movie for me that was special. And then, so, I mean, I got these suckers up pretty high. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But yeah, because great. they're all really meaningful to me. The overall experience, what I saw, I haven't seen Toy Story in a, in a while, but I don't care. I can't. When you're talking about construction paper being blown around or whatever, I can't even. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even connect with that because I. I don't fault it too much for that. I mean, no, it was 1995 it, for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, and it was groundbreaking. I'm so just saying to look at it now, it's yeah, jarring. It's not great. <laughs> but yeah, you got to start somewhere, and they they really blew everyone's minds in 1995 for what they were able to create. And I remember my parents liking it, and I thought, we like the same movie. That's never happened. Mm, like, you know what I mean? I yeah. remember walking out, my parents being like, that was great. And I thought, well, we all just like the same movie because <laughs> yeah. we're all yeah. grown up. I, Pixar I think, did uh, establish you know? a, a, an age spectrum from movie one. Yeah, where... Mm a wider audience can enjoy it and then they lost it all when they made cars. <laughs> uh, I think Toy Story, the original Toy Story, is a really special movie, plagiarism aside, because it's very cleverly connects uh, everybody to a kind of magical world that exists around them that they are unaware of. The idea of toys coming to life when you're not looking at horrifying. But you hope, no, you hope <laughs> for that as a kid. You hope that that's right true. because we all like, we all interact with our toys as if they're real. Yeah. We all can relate to the experience that Andy is having with his toys. Yeah, and so we all feel an immediate connection uh, on an on an emotional level to these kids. And going deeper into the story of. Toy Story. Uh, Andy is there without a father, so he's kind of he's kind of alone in that way. And his toys are what are keeping him company. The toys are his friends. The toys are helping him become a man in a way, sort of. Uh, but what are you going on about? <laughs> I'm having an adult that's, reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's the dynamic between Andy and his and his toys. Uh, but then you even go deeper into this whole another world that the toys exist in uh, about about it's generational, really, Woody and Buzz mm -hmm. and the conflict between them. I think that the first Toy Story is fantastic, but it definitely gets better with the second two. Uh, I think that Toy Story 2 is the strongest of the movies because you have... Uh, instead of uh, this conflict between Woody and Buzz about who's the most beloved uh, to Andy and you know they're fighting Andy Woody is fighting to not be irrelevant in Andy's eyes and Buzz is just you know insane <laughs> he's got delusions of who he really thinks he is a little bit um, I think Toy Story 2 is stronger because they've all they've all um, managed to understand who they are but they they still struggle to find their place in in the life of Andy. It's it's all about Woody's uh, story arc where he he is special to Andy, but then he gets ripped and he's starting to second guess whether or not he is special. He's got that whole issues with Buzz about whether or not you know anybody even cares about him anymore. He's an old family heirloom, and um, he discovers this this past that he was unaware of. You know, when he's at his darkest time and then he realizes he is special. He was somebody just as important to the world as Buzz is now. Mm 
Oh, yeah, and, famous. and he has this story arc where he's it's almost like in my mind it's kind of like Temple of Doom where he, it's Woody's you know darkest hour and he's he's trying to reconcile his his relevance to Andy with his uh, need to be remembered or, or adored and he's willing to go behind glass in the museum to do that but he has to fight that fight that feeling because it, Woody's big thing is his loyalty to Andy and you always have to be there for Andy and you never give up on Andy You get a lot of that in the third one and this is where Woody is really put to the test himself and you've got um, Wayne Knight there. Yeah, I'm sure Wayne Knight's great. <laughs> I just want to point out that man this guy loves Toy Story 2 so much that he it's like he had it packed in there. He had to say, like, let me explain to everyone. Because I don't feel like any Tyler's in his head. This is what I think he's thinking. Man, no one appreciates Toy Story 2 they enough. Maybe, Toy if, Story maybe if I explain to them what it is that they're missing. <laughs> it's, such a clean, it's a such a clean storyline. Woody has, has got these personal problems, and everybody's banding together to save him and get him back home where he belongs. And yeah. he's even fighting to except that he, that's where he belongs. And a lot of that is emphasized even with the story with Jesse and the other people of Woody's Roundup. Yeah, that's yeah all here's great. the thing. For me, I like all of them fine, but I didn't really feel anything until Toy Story 3. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the first two to me are like fun to watch because Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are so great. And all the characters are really, really great in these movies. But I'm not really... I'm just watching them bounce off of each other. I'm like, what the heck? If the implications of this movie are true, it's horrifying that like, all my possessions are miserable most of their lives, <laughs> except for these few that get when like a little get, bit of attention. When do they yeah. get a soul? What, when what? they open the packaging, that's established in the second one. What? But by part three is when I like feel like, oh, these characters, like, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be empathizing yeah. with. Like more, all that stuff you said about Andy, I know that's in there, but I never felt it. Even in part three, I was just well, always watching the toys. Yeah, the relationship with Andy is why we're connecting with the toys, but then how the toys relate with each other is just like another story that is important to us. Why don't right. the but, toys break the secret <laughs> when they're going to die or be tortured? Like those they, toys they do would, to Sid. They'd rather live on the grill know, of a car. I know, that to be not fair we, to the rules of we, the game, man. You can't get in the mind of a toy, all <laughs> We right? just learned that Lotso, Lotso hates kids and he hates toys but he's going to live on this grill and be tortured his whole life rather than give up the secret <laughs> that the toys are alive I, yeah, I don't know why man the uses the, the code the toy code it's like a car that's got like the things to make it where it can't go fast there's something in it that stops <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. the safety they've there's got that safety, safety. Yeah. look man uh, where, did, where are these out on your guys list? We can't <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me say one more thing. Here we not, go. Please more not about Toy Story, Story 2. I'll give you... I'll, let me say one thing and I'll give you my It better not be about rankings. Toy Story 2. You can't say another thing about Toy Story no, 2. No, it, it has to do with Toy Story 2 and oh Toy Story God. 3. <laughs> I think Toy Story 2 is stronger. It's better. Uh-huh. I think you Toy Story 2 is better it. than Toy You're Story 3. Toy here. Story 2 is a, is a movie about them understanding who they are. Toy Story 3, they know who they are, but they're mourning the loss of who they are. It's like the death of your childhood. And it, I agree that it definitely has the strongest emotions, but I don't think it's as strong as a storyline. So I have Toy Story 1 at number 8, Toy Story 2 at number 1, and Toy Story 3 at number 3. Good Lord, man. Wow. That's crazy. Well. Well. Shaking them up. Like, yeah. no, one, no one screamed, no one shouted, no, one, no one freaked out. We just... Mm-hmm. Shrugged our shoulders. We yeah. didn't know what to say. We're I just happy you got a favorite movie. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I was thrilled about that. I got Toy Story three at number one. Toy Story at number Wait, two. Wait, isn't that a sequel? 
Uh huh. That's a yeah. That's really I just I already defended <laughs> myself a long time right. ago. I don't have to explain it again. It's, it's crazy. And then Toy Story two at eight. Eight. Yeah. Oh. Toy that's Story two is at eight. Yeah. Hmm. But Toy Story is number two. Uh huh. No, okay. no, that's and Toy that's Story no three good. is uh, one. That is no good. That's weird. Unfortunate. I agree. Toy Story three is so fantastic when they're in the dump and they're they've accepted their deaths. That is such a hard scene know, to watch. Man. Dumps are hard. Yeah, it's hilarious because well, you're they're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's they're looking at being burned to death. <laughs> it's sad when they ex- when they accept their fate. You're like, man, bummer. And then you're yeah. thinking, what am I, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> These are just some plastic. Oh, I wish Bing Bong was here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this going to happen to all of them? When Andy room? drives away for college, that's upsetting too. Abby. I have Toy Story at seven. Toy Story 3 at 8, and Toy Story 2 at 9. Wow. They're so low. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> it. She doesn't have, that's all you got to say. She doesn't have much to say. She's own woman. Uh, Toy right. Story, the original, is better than the rest. That's not that's true. That's not right. That's not right, yeah. That's right. All right. Whitney, <laughs> what do you think about the Toy Story movies? Um, I think they get better with time. Like, I ranked Toy Story 3 really high. I thought it was the most um, emotional. It, it was a little dark, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but it was, it was um, But I liked that about it. And um, so I put Toy Story 3 at number 3. I put Toy Story 2 at number 10. And put Toy Story 1 at number 7. So. Oh, man. That's no good. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, I have Toy Story. I agree. They get better as they go. So Toy Story 3 is at number three for me. Toy Story 2 is at number seven. And Toy Story is at number 14. Mm. Oh, my gosh. More accurate. That is so yeah, it, doesn't, more it doesn't accurate. hold up. I mean, we're getting more accurate Start now. Start your childhood, bud. <laughs> I've got Toy Story 2 at number three, Toy Story at number four, and Toy Story 3 at number six. Wow. Well, yours are up high. That's low. You scoffed at mine, but... Toy Story 3 is better yeah. than number 6. I'm up at the yeah. high... Well, it's just because you hate sequels. <laughs> I know. And I then was, you put a sequel but number I had 1. Already <laughs> so then I laughed. <laughs> you can't see okay. her. If you're okay. listening to this on your commute or whatever, you can't see Bethany, but she... She fought back for a second, and then she just put her hand yeah. on her face. She gave up. Aww. She had given up. All right. Where, where are yours? Um, I actually have Toy Story 3 pretty high. I have it at number 4. Um, and then I have Toy Story 2 at number 9 and Toy Story at number 13. Mm. Yeah. Well. What are you going to do? Uh, because When's the know. last time you've seen <laughs> Toy Story? Uh, I watched Press Toy up. Story last year. When? When on what day and time? <laughs> it's been a year since I've seen Toy Story. I've seen it many times between that year and 1995. But, you know, as a stolen concept, it's a pretty funny <laughs> movie. I mean, of watchability, Toy Story takes yeah. the cake. I, no, I definitely not. I, I reviewed it I mean for this, three. and it, does, it doesn't hold up. Well. I think yeah, I watched Toy Story the most of all the Pixar me films. Me too. Toy I, that might be true for me as well, and it's it's it becomes a very dull movie around viewing number three. Or something right. like that. The, there's just the comedy isn't fun anymore. The visuals obviously didn't hold up, and yeah, it just feels it's so just tired. Classic. Yeah. All the yeah. good quotes are from Toy Story. Every All of them. Is that right? Every That's why everyone's quote. always yelling at each other. You are a toy. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> no, they're always on. yelling. There's a snake in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a land that way. Okay. From the water hole. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to y'all. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> You're paying attention. All right. Well, those are the Toy Stories. Let's many, get many, to many, a many, many. Well, no, no quote brave. We can breeze through this one. They ring with truths. Tapestry. Tapestry. Up is a stupid movie, you know? Is that next? Yeah, it came out in 2009. Everyone goes on about that little montage at the beginning. We've talked about it on the show a million times. And the montage is cute, and it's emotionally impacting. And then the rest of the movie, you're riding around in a floating house chasing (laughs) a stupid bird, fighting a guy in a blimp with a bunch of talking dogs. It's a dumb movie. It's boring. It sucks to watch the second time, and it wasn't that great the first time. (laughs) Up is a great great movie all the way up until he gets in the air with the balloons you think oh this is fun yeah and then from there the the kid knocks on the door they land there's a big bird a talking dog a blimp oh the <laughs> and then you think what are we doing now i like Where it i think it's good throughout so up number 15 <laughs> yep. number 15 y'all are nuts yep. I, I think no no see here's the problem with this you guys are hating on because the up don't look at me like that bethany see that <laughs> You got this. You keep saying the up thing where people are like, oh, you just like the first five minutes and then you give it so much credit for that. I think that's blinding you to the rest of the greatness I, of the I movie. honestly uh, don't. I don't no, think that's not. it because I can acknowledge that part is good. I was just baffled that everyone afterward was going, oh, you didn't like it. It was so great. And I was going, how come it was great? It was so boring. And they're like, yeah, but that montage. <laughs> and I'm like, that, but that yeah. was 10 minutes. The movie's an yeah. hour and a half long. It's so boring. No, it's got those fighter planes at the end. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> hey, scary. did you see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated all the dogs. They're talking to us. That's what I want, my dog to talk to me. <laughs> What's this old man doing with all those dogs and that blimp? Who cares? He's crazy. <laughs> I feel like the whole squirrel thing, too, became like the whole like Napoleon Dynamite quotable thing where it's just like squirrel people think this is funny so i'm gonna say this so people will laugh it's like <laughs> yeah no, that's usually why people but no but it's just like lines. it's like people who aren't funny like pull that out of their like back pocket squirrel. Like, okay it's time to make people laugh <laughs> they'll get this yeah bethany what'd you think about up I first time I watched up was over somebody's shoulder on an airplane. <laughs> so you couldn't even hear Prime it. Prime viewing experience. <laughs> was it better than the DVD? Uh, you watched it quietly from like, a distance. What's happening? And Could you hear it? I watched it for like an hour. <laughs> like, oh my god, I was committed. So that was the first time, but I've seen it since. <laughs> hey, for the f- the first montage and up, you don't need audio. I That's didn't true. care for it either. I was super bored. It's at number twelve for me. Wow. That was beautiful. I like thought it was. You know, another good visual one, but I, I, I just was lost after they went. And up those the characters end. suck. Does anyone remember anything about other than the mm-hmm. stereotypes that they are? No names, no grumpy yeah, old like man. Kevin, I remember grumpy the bird man, Kevin, yeah. dumb dog, little fat boy, <laughs> and <laughs> bad man and a blimp. Kevin. I knew a guy who reminded Kevin? me a lot of that that boy though. The little boy growing up. That's why it stuck with me. I was like, you know who that or is. I know exactly. Knows a kid like that. Where Where do you have it, other <laughs> ladies? I have it at 14, just a little less boring than Brave. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> you got it above that's Brave? That's not good. Yeah, that ain't right. I actually have it at 8. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I Did don't know. Wait, was this another one of the movies that made you cry? I mean, yeah, but... Um, <laughs> was it the montage? Who who didn't it make cry, though? Was it the montage? Me. I, I mean, feel yeah, of it. course. You didn't cry... I cried at the montage. You didn't cry about him having a dog On fight with literally a dog <laughs> flying... A I haven't... To be, to be real here, though, I haven't seen it in a long time. 
So it's just what I remember of it. I remember liking it. I remember just, it being really colorful. I it's visually really <laughs> nice, you yeah, know. And the, the the concept of a house going up with balloons is sure. kind of cool. It's original. Yeah. So that's a clever idea. But as soon yeah. as he lands, it's like, what are we doing now? Yeah, that's true. I mean, reflecting on it, yeah. But like in my defense, my memories of it are good. Like I okay. just remember okay. it well, being. Yeah. <laughs> it's all you have. You're <laughs> defend yourself with these. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No. Because you said the criteria was watchability, was and it? you haven't been watching it. That's true, mm. but he's got I, you, Whitney. He's got you, Whitney. But she also is an experiential person too. She did say that. Okay, for sure. <laughs> hey, the overall, overall, we right. have us. <laughs> this is this we don't is not bad. We don't. I can't watch it because we don't have it. We don't own it. Ah, that's okay. I own it. Patrick, my daughter loves it. I like up a lot. I have it at number eleven. Oh, oh that's too high. I feel like up is when they that montage when they realize people can like cry during a Pixar movie. They feel like they struck gold, <laughs> and like now every Pixar movie that comes out is like, oh my gosh, you're gonna cry. Like I <laughs> sent you guys that review of Finding Dory. It's like get ready to get your Kleenex out. It's like oh yeah, and it's like really they're already, <laughs> they're already talking about Cars three, and it's, it's very emotional. Get ready, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just stop it. Cars um, three, I have it. At I'm 16. gonna cry at Cars three. Number sixteen. Thinks they're our therapists. It's, 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 it's uh, like. You put it Pixar below does. cars. Up was kind of dark. I put up below cars because I would rather watch cars than up. That montage was super depressing. I, I don't feel like up is, cars. So. I don't feel like up is as dark as cars too, where they're shooting guns every two seconds and crushing cars. Uh, hey, but mind. the year what? before that it's was a great year. Violent. There's a lot of guns in cars too. The year before that, the year before that, 2008 in June, uh, we were treated to um, Pixar's. Only straightforward science fiction film, and maybe, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. it's bravest. Uh, no, not bravest, because I was brave. <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> most bold. Okay, uh, approach to a movie yet. The, wow. There is no dialogue in Wally until forty minutes yeah. into the film. Um, yeah. It's like Seems a Pixar like short. They turned into a yeah. full length film. Seems like you really like this one. I Wally <laughs> Wally came out in two thousand eight. Wally. Oh, loved it. Uh, Wally. Oh, uh, such a wonderful film. Yeah. And no other Pixar movie preaches at us quite like Wally does. Yes. It's not it's such it's a, a very bold, message. bold message. Uh, yeah, it has heavy a strong handed. message. Yeah. 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 It's not a bad thing. I'm I just saying no, that's interesting for Pixar. I don't think it's heavy handed. I think that it's Al Gore was a producer. No. I don't mean I don't mean heavy handed and I guess I shouldn't say heavy handed sounds pejorative. I just mean that it was it was not subtle. It's very on the surface. It's thinly veiled. But the uh the thing that I think people miss about Wally's preachiness is everyone goes straight to the uh the you know, the joke that Abby made, which is fair. There's a strong ecological message about, you know, and the environment and stuff. But it Wally also has a ton to say about digital addiction and where we're heading with consumption and consumerism and materialism. Apathy. Apathy. And then, uh, you know, by the end, of, no one was thinking about it as much at the time. It's like prophetic in a way that, that you have these people that can't see the world around them, even this nice cruise ship that they're on. They don't know that there's a pool in it because they have a screen in front of their face that they can't turn off at any second right. of any day. Um, and so they're all fat. They're all yep. just fat, <laughs> nasty slobs. So it's way more dynamic than just the the green message about the you know. Yeah, I agree. I think atmosphere. it's great. I think it's cool to see yeah. uh, such a strong message in one of these movies, and that they situate these two robot characters that can't really talk in the midst of this message and make what's essentially a talk. love story. 
Eva. <laughs> they, give them, they give them a love story and they give it in a dystopian future and they pull at, I mean, like, like I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of the 80s and 90s sci-fi family movies and this feels like a short circuit yeah, or a flight circuit. of the navigator, um, but in, in a Pixar way. So to me, Wally had me at the trailer. I was just like, that is going to be the best, yeah. coolest movie i think wally is so brilliant and so simple it's one of the best and the visuals uh hold up the I really mean, well they it's a very particular you only get two dynamics you get the dystopian earth and then a brief yes. moment in space and then you get on board the axiom yeah which is still a stark clean uh outer space kind of environment that you're used to you know it's a lot like elysium (laughs) yeah it is yeah yeah even that scene uh in gravity where she's shooting around outer space with a fire extinguisher that's very (laughs) wally it's interesting we have a real actor in it there's a person yeah it's the the only pixar with live action footage yeah, I know Be- Bethany recoiled. We watched it together, and she that's said, weird. "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Was that a real person?" <laughs> yeah. Why'd I they like do that? Why did like they it. do that, Bethany? Yeah. They just—it's a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Some big <All> right. themes. <laughs> Huge themes, very significant <laughs> Huge themes. themes, and it was just so well done. I'm a sucker for. Uh, well, I think like sur- short she circuit, loved flight of the navigator. <laughs> I mean, Wally. and all I wanted to do was yeah. nurture Wally today. Wally is so good. I don't know what else to, there is to say that Wally didn't say. And it the, speaks for itself in so music, many ways. The music, the music in Wally is it had just a really rich score. Wonderful. Yeah, music, and then some great song by Peter Gabriel mm. at the end. Uh, yeah, that credit sequence Hello, is. Dolly. Hands down, my favorite credit sequence that Pixar has done. The ending so sequence? Awesome, yeah. yeah Where there's it's like cave drawings yeah, and then they and start it evolves. To start I, to so evolve, cool. yeah. I don't want to lose either of these threads <laughs> because there's something interesting going on here. But Josiah's, the, that credit sequence, I agree, is really interesting. And as I was watching it this week, I've seen Wally a ton of times. I was thinking, man, there's a great premise for a sequel built into the, the idea of this like rebuilding a dead world. Mm-hmm with like uh, agrarian societal stuff, but with robots uh-huh. and stuff. I was like, well, that would be great. I'd love to see that movie. So, yes. Yeah. But yes, haven't, haven't the filmmakers already decided that Wally won't get a sequel? They've said that, but we can yeah. hope. And then Bethany's thing I wanted to point out, she said about having Hello, Dolly be a prominent <laughs> uh, fixture of the movie right. is so good. It's so smart. And the way that the, the film opens with a song from Hello, Dolly, as you're looking at this footage of space, mm-hmm. and then as it slowly starts to magnify in, you see that uh, Wally's riding around alone in yeah. the world playing mm. the theme, uh, the, yeah. the yeah. score from Hello Dolly on his little speaker. It's such yeah. a contrast. So it's such a beautiful. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought loved how they did that. For yeah. a little yeah. robot, he he has so much emotion. He mm. emotes. He really does. And yeah. that approach is great. Yeah. The, the ironic part to me was it was a message of, you know, like the big company destroying the world. Yeah. You know, By and, and large. Like, I was like, isn't this a Disney movie? That's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the Hey-o. fat people. Yeah, made. they would be the one that would do that. You know, it's great. The it's fat fun. people made Disney fans very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all those cars <laughs> would be average. Yeah. <laughs> well, there ain't no rascal flats in this one. <laughs> no. Uh, Wally's my number one Pixar movie. Oh, that's nice. My favorite. Wally is my number two. Yeah, Wally's my number two as well. He's my number three. 
Wally, um... <laughs> 16. My number 12. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's right. Can you... Okay. <laughs> Anything? You want to back that up? Please oh. defend yourself. Okay. I will say it's grown on me more since I've had to watch it over and over with Beck. And I like However... It. I hated it when it first came out. Oh my gosh. For years. I hated it. Because you had to watch so much of the film without any dialogue? It was just the one yes, I thought it one was character. So boring. I do like the message. I really appreciate that. I agree with it one hundred percent. But I think You mean don't trash the world. <laughs> don't trash yeah. the world, get fat and I live on a cruise ship. So it's yeah, that the no dialogue and it's I just thought it was boring. But it has grown on me, so it's moved up. But he has a little cockroach. Doesn't that add any excitement? That is so He's darling. barely in it. He's in the like, first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's cute, though. But that is so creative. <laughs> Whoever. You should have heard that. And I just get Beth sick of hearing, hearing Eva. <laughs> Eva. <laughs> yeah. A thousand it's times. It's like <laughs> season four of Walking Dead. Is a I liked it so Call. much. I wanted my name to be Eva. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it is cute. cute. I do think Wally is really cute. And I like Eva because she's, you know, clean and white. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, well, no. Let's just move right along. <laughs> like, like Apple products is what I meant. Yeah, it's, I it's fun to see the contrast between the old technology of yeah. Wally against the high end new technology of Eva. And it, it's a pretty exciting story, in my opinion, to follow this green plant in a boot as it <laughs> is shipped up to, you know, the human race, which is trapped on a spaceship and then to see the captain of the ship kind of discover earth and what he's missing and and learn all these things that we've taken for granted and uh those moments are so profound mm. you know and he's learning on the computer about yeah yeah, yeah. Defi- he's learning dancing. dancing yeah yeah he's learning about our world the same way that other like aliens have downloaded their knowledge of the world kind of how apocalypse learns about our world <laughs> by touching X-Men. a tv yeah learning <laughs> or <laughs> weapons or uh shoot what was that movie dancing yeah i don't know you're gonna have to tell me something <laughs> with about all it. the internet windows flying open on the screen in front of him and chappy is it Chappie? Well, that happens in Chappie too. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. But <laughs> it's it's interesting that they flip that where a human has to do that to learn about Earth. Yeah, mm. and that he's his his understanding of Earth is still somewhere confused. And he Define comes down like Earth. Where you guys are going to p- plant pizza plants and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Wally's great. Wally is great. I have Wally at number one. Okay. Okay. I've Josiah? got Wally at number five. It's high up there. I like it. Yeah, okay. It's good. It's in the top well, five. It's not as good as some other ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's better even. Because remember, it's at number one. I told you guys I had the number right two. list. Now, this is gonna where it starts to get a little uh, rough as we're rounding out the list here, guys. Almost there. In 2007, um, Pixar was on a roll, 2007 to 2008, after the disgusting abomination that was 2006 cars <laughs> so then after the year of the c- of cars there was ratatouille before there was wally ratatouille might be one of pixar's most original premises that's mm-hmm. not utterly fantastical in every way so it's not set in a monster world you know it's not toys that are alive 
but it's also not just a mouse movie about a mouse that goes on an adventure. It's, it's like about, about a, yeah, it's, a it's not American <laughs> Tale. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm just saying that you got to admit only. for an anthropomorphic animal movie, this mm. is one of the more original concepts I think ever conceived of. That it's it's about a rat who has a very specific ambition that in the world is against him. Mm. It's kind of like uh, the rescuers. I wish. No, not really. No, not in story. Not in story, but in the same universe where you've got these mice and, you know, small animals that are living. Uh, yeah, well, sure, that's a, a million w- cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're living in a world that exists so similar to the human world, even little restaurants, you know, yeah, where they're, they're collecting scraps. Yeah. Pulling yeah. their hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, it's, but it's, it's almost like taking that world and stepping into the human world and that's what that's what Ratatouille did which is really entertaining yeah but more than that more than just the world building stuff Ratatouille is a movie about the the pursuit of a a creator or an artist trying to realize his vision in the world yeah but it's also don't say anything about animals (laughs) (laughs) it's also a uh social commentary in a way socioeconomic or even racial (laughs) commentary wow where the rats are treated like (laughs) you know lower class like rats yeah huh yeah they're in a (laughs) place he's in a place where realizing his dream is nearly impossible because because of societal structure yeah Mm -hmm. societal structure so it's almost like a a civil rights kind of thing for him in in a way yes but the movie doesn't play it from that angle the movie just plays it about the accomplishment of an artist or the dream of an artist that's true but he has to overcome his he's an underdog. Structures. He's a big underdog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the way that the movie sets up a protagonist in a critic, in a food critic of all things, is masterful, because Remy's uh, pursuit of realizing his artistic vision doesn't just have to triumph over these impossible circumstances that he has. I mean, he's a rat and he wants to be a cook, but he also has to somehow get past this food critic and Anton Ego who represents, uh, you know, it's not, again, not a too thinly veiled metaphor how every creative person ever feels about the uncreative critic who just sits passively and passes judgment on things. And for Remy to be able to win over not only the affection of Anton Ego, but to, for Anton Ego's whole paradigm to shift and understand what it takes for someone to come from nothing to something as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, that the moment in uh, Ratatouille where Anton Ego's review is read as a voiceover over the footage of Paris and uh, Remy sitting out looking at the Eiffel Tower is, for me, the moment in a Pixar movie that I get teared up at every single time I've ever watched Ratatouille. Which scene where he stays up all night sitting next to the As canal? you're hearing Anton Ego's review, oh, review yeah. of the food that he ate, of the ratatouille. Right, because he's gone, he's gone on in his life so long being told you're just a rat, you don't belong in this part of the world, this is not something that's accessible to you, yet he does it anyway, takes some risks, and then he's validated by someone who well, it's half never of, validates anybody. It's half uh, of the validation, and the other half is Ego's very small but really beautifully realized character arc in that he goes from someone who finds value in his ability to condemn uh, other people's art. And when he says, you know, like, we thrive on neg- negative criticism because it's fun to read and to write. Sure. Um, but then he says that the, the realization he has to come to is that the average piece of junk is more meaningful than his criticism designating it so. And 
he just realizes that it wasn't just that man i was i've been so wrong in my approach to like creativity and the arts it's that it took someone to come from absolutely nothing to something to prove him wrong with of all things this dish this like peasant dish of, of mm-hmm. I you just think, think if he I, made anything besides ratatouille, it wouldn't have worked so good. He knew, him. man. He was an artist. He knew. He knew his backstory somehow. Yeah, that's good. He uh, just knew it had the word rat in it. Yeah, I love ratatouille. Is what I'm getting at. I love it. I think that's good. it's what one of the most watchable Pixar movies. I can watch it over and over again. It's funny. the The whole uh, realization of Paris, France, is extremely accurate. It feels a lot like being in Paris, France, and. Uh, yeah, it's a tearjerker. I have it at number two of all Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. What That's do you guys think? High. Girls? No way. It's 15 at the oh, bottom. Oh, oh my gosh. God. <laughs> 15? Oh, oh my goodness gracious. I have gracious. no, I cannot no. get, I'm just you like, have no the sucker heart, is man. a rat. Sucker is a rat. You're the one, concept is you're the one so forcing it into its social structures. And I, I'm like, I love American Tale and I love The Rescuers because it's nothing like this movie. Like, <laughs> I just it couldn't I couldn't get there and I didn't get all the artists and he, I'm just like <laughs> when I'm looking at him as a rat I'm like of course you can't be in a kitchen of course you're you d- can't a disgusting you rat. have a disease someone needs to see you Zootopia. have rabies <laughs> I don't I just couldn't get there so but experientially I had I don't know you were phone laundry and watching a DVD what have, a, I didn't have an experience I had to watch it on a DVD but, but isn't it isn't it just like the triumph of him accomplishing his goals something I, to you I'm just telling you I could not connect with the baby I'm like this did you ever watch <laughs> did you ever watch Rudy does Rudy mean yeah, I love Rudy <laughs> that's okay he says anyone <laughs> he's a rat <laughs> okay it just threw me off and maybe and Rudy was going. too short to play football He's a human person. Oh no! See, <laughs> oh look at that. Next, I don't know. <laughs> your your I know. social bias, but he's fifteen. I, I just don't ever want to watch it again. I don't. Oh, I don't wrong. care. So oh my goodness! Yeah, it's so I wrong. Yeah, I don't know how to. It sounds bad, Bethany. Well, I don't want to watch. It's just bored. Because he's bored. a rat. Because he's a rat, Bethany. Because conceptually, Open your mind, I man. couldn't get there. I'm like, it, okay, great. No I'm just. Yeah. Did it make you kitchen. hungry at all watching it? No. I'm, I'm oh going to log this away <laughs> for when we get to Finding Nemo. Because if this is the critique, this is your criteria. Finding Nemo should be right down there with it. So, Abby, where do you have? Uh, I have Ratatouille at number three because it is so cute. It's in Paris. I love Paris and I love food and all of it looks good. <laughs> it's about a rat. It's about a rat, which I don't love, but he's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And I watch it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it all the time. Yeah. All right. So the watchability factor is there. Watchability is easy. I like watching it. <laughs> Whitney. Oh, man. I, I kind of wish I would have put this higher because I feel like I liked it more than my list reflects, but I actually put it at number nine. Okay. So, yeah, number nine. Um, I've only seen it once. I love food movies though so this it's food a good food good, movie yeah. food yeah. is good um good food. No, like yeah food. you gotta eat it so you, you gotta well eat like it. it might as well eat good food, um man. i really? didn't like i don't know look at it as deeply <laughs> as you did josh but that's a beautiful uh mm, love right to it beautiful it's <laughs> like explanation a it's Whoa. like it could have oh no bethany that's it not that's Someone what I think. We would have enjoyed it when we were babysitting somebody, but 
Bethy, Bethy, <laughs> Bethy, Bethy, We would not Bethy, see it at a theater. Bethy. Think of it like this, Bethany. Just contrast them in this way. I can't even. Ratatouille is like, uh, it goes above and beyond the premise of creative concepts. And Toy Story, which you love so much, was just stolen from someone else's <laughs> idea. <laughs> hey, Bethy, let me even this out. I think Ratatouille is a very clever uh, fun movie that does have significant meaning to me. Uh, I can relate to that idea of being an artist (laughs) trying to accomplish something that no one believes you can and then feeling validation and and getting to experience that. However, I think Ratatouille's storyline is kind of messy. A lot of the stuff about um, the guy whose hair he's pulling his (laughs) life Gustav's air is a little unnecessary. Uh, I think it takes away from Remy's storyline. I also think it's kind of disappointing that Remy's hero, Gustav, this floating ghost, you know, that figment of his imagination that follows him around. Yeah. Uh, you, you, it's kind of all building up to Gustav's reestablishing his reputation when it ends with Gustav just being shut down because it's full of rats, you know. And I think that a lot of that is just kind of... Gusto. Gusto. Okay. I was just going to let him roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) Gusto. Sorry. It ends up with Gusto's just getting shut down by the health inspectors. And it's kind of like, well, what the heck? However, I do really enjoy that Remy is recognized for who he is and the accomplishments that he's made on his own. He gets his own restaurant I just think that the storyline is messy. So as much as I do love it, I think it has problems, and I've got it at number nine. Okay, well, mm. at least it's not 15 or whatever Bethany has it at. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I have it at number two. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really gorgeous, especially all the work they did animating the food and what the food looks like. I think that scene where they like try food and like that's actually visualized is that's great. Like brilliant. Number two. Number two. Yeah, and you know uh, that Josiah brings up a great point before we move on from Ratatouille that there's that moment where uh, Remy is trying to get Emil to understand why he loves the the possibilities of exploring food and the artistry of food and so they try to visually realize Emil's experience eating and it starts off but then it just goes to nothing because he's not a creative person he can't he's (laughs) not going to experience it the way Uh that Remy does and I think that's what's happening with our reviews of Ratatouille so moving on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before that was uh, <laughs> Bethany's upset. She's getting upset. <laughs> Bethany's emotions are melting and popping. And 2006 stuff. was Cars. That was a turd. <laughs> and then uh, in 2004, it's not, it's not quite the turd that you remember it. <laughs> was The Incredibles? What did you guys think about The Incredibles? Mm. Incredible. I think it was a, actually a fantastic superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. really good. Love it. Great. They, uh, other than Watchmen, they they handle the whole unmasking and. You know, someone killing all the old supers really well. <laughs> yeah, for all the movies to steal Watchmen's plot, Incredibles does it Incredibles the best. Incredibles does yeah. it well. Yeah, they killed a lot of people in this movie. There's a lot of death. A lot of death. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. And, and it was a lot of fun seeing a family work together. For I thought sure. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. That and it's just really visually appealing. It like, is the stylized. That Incredible yeah. is so hunky. <laughs> he sure is. These guys all skip uh, Chisel, working their chisel. legs out, I think. He's like <laughs> giant, giant, giant torso. He's yeah. <laughs> lifting those trains up, man. I, I love the uh, period pieceness of Incredibles. Yeah. I yeah. love the dynamic of it starting in one period and then jumping forward to having Bob stripped of everything mm. in this like suburban life that he hates. But they use uh, that old like 
archi- archival footage yeah. of yeah. like talking heads of them doing interviews and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Like there. The, the different yeah. media, they've got like the interviews and they've got yeah. the newspapers coming in and like news reports. It's and really and, smart. Yeah. Yeah. It so is fun. really, really smart superhero movie. It's interesting too because it came out way before the superhero movie hype that we're in yeah. now and it's still one of the best yeah, stories in that world, you know. Yeah. It's just really oh yeah, it's fantastic. I, I already said this, but it's fantastic that they have a family of superheroes because you get them fighting crime, but you also have that family dynamic mm-hmm. where they they really embraced it and they actually put them in an RV, you know, for a portion of it. <laughs> yeah, shouting about we'll get direction. there when we get there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's the best Fantastic Four movie for That's sure. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. If you didn't like the ripoff thing, <laughs> it's, it's a Fantastic Four ripoff. <laughs> for bad. sure. Well, and yeah. yeah, the setup is very much. And then all the, their powers and stuff. So the same. Straight yeah, up. Invisibility, yeah. force field, uh, stretching. One big strong guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then running. And yeah. then a baby yeah. that but, sets and, on fire and, and chrome, turns into <laughs> chrome and Just a goblin. Like Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. The baby's manifestation of his superpower was yeah, he's, odd. He's crazy. Yeah. What'd you guys, where'd you guys put it on your list? We all seemed, everyone that spoke seems to have liked it. Well, the girls didn't have any opinions. I have it at number 13. Why is it oh so low? Gosh. Come on. I think because I didn't see it until like... A year or two ago, and I just didn't think it was that great. I don't know. Mm. Oh, so but good. I did rewatch it a couple days ago or last week or something, and it's still just I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't care to see it again. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Goodness. You missed. You missed something. Something. Yeah. Something's not there <laughs> for you. Bethany, I'm interested. After well, the Ratatouille debacle, what do you think? I'm a huge fan of The Incredibles. I loved it, and I. Remember enjoying it, and anytime I rewatch it, I enjoy it, and it's number five for it, me. It's mm. actually pretty cool how it it deals with the female superheroes, because even the intro it said you're gonna leave the fine crying to the men. I don't think so, ladies. Yeah, that's great. It's just super He's strong. He's trying to identify lady. with you and your <laughs> I'm just saying femininity. <laughs> Extend that all yeah. branch. Get it over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, it's a remember. it's a really well rounded movie. It treats everybody. It's great. It's so interesting. Really well. All the characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's moving. It's just it's beautiful. Like, I mean, not beautiful, but it's like a cool. Everything's yeah. cool about it. <laughs> I agree. It, I think no. I think Bethany's done something. It really just is a cool, entertaining yeah. movie. Yeah. It doesn't need. I mean, not that it's devoid of meaning, but it doesn't really need lofty concepts. It's it's a superhero concept that's been done before. Right. But it's just so fun to watch. Yeah. Fun yeah. to watch from start mm, to finish. <laughs> it always Funny. feels good when you put yeah. it in. Yeah. It's laughable. And I'm like Bethany. I have it at number five. So maybe mm. we can heal our friendship after <laughs> what happened Aww. with number Red six Red. for me. Oh, that's so sweet. Number six. Pretty good. I have it at number ten. Oh, why is yeah. it so low? Well, to me, like the bottom half of my top ten are, are so interchangeable, and, and that's just where. But it they're is. not. That's where it is. It's lost. Yeah. It As I said, I'll defend it to the death. It's number ten. <laughs> oh, to <wow>. the death. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, Josiah. I think it's great. I mean, we've all mentioned many things we like about it, but I think <clears throat> even beyond that, it's one of the stronger. Uh, like just the director's eye in that movie, like some of the shots they come up with. It's Brad Bird. Yeah is so awesome um there's so many of them and like the soundtrack i think is one of my favorite soundtracks like early michael giacchino before he was doing really much of anything it's so fun it's like that whole riff on like kind of silver age superhero and like 60s yeah it really works for it yeah Um, feels very spy movie yeah so i put it at number one there it is that's what i thought there it is the top of all yeah okay yeah 
And I also put it at number one. Uh-oh. And it's funny because Wait, Josiah... you guys have to do this? No, we didn't. We, he saw it. He was like looking over my shoulder when I was making the list. And he's like, you don't have to put number one just because <laughs> I put number I'll one. I still love you. <laughs> and I had no idea that he put number one. But If you didn't know, they're yeah. they're married, Josiah. Sure are. And We're married. Are married. We're super married. You know, the Incredibles they're, does they're have... <laughs> <laughs> they're super married, just yeah. like yeah. Incredibles. It has something going for it that no other Pixar powers. movie has. Which is Jason Lee. Yeah, I love yeah. Jason Lee as Syndrome. Yeah. Or he's Buddy. Pretty, he's great. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Y'all don't like Jason Lee? Apparently, fine. We'll move oh, on. Jason Lee. Whatever. The year before, great. 2003, was one of the landmark uh, Pixar movies. Maybe what's best known from Pixar, aside from Toy Story, and that is Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. I'll come out with right out of the gate. Number seven for me. Yeah, seven for me, too. Number eight for me. Nine for me. Number two. Okay. Ooh, all right. Four. Yeah. Me. Whitney. Um, sorry, I have to open my phone back up again. Oh, Whitney. Oh, gosh. Oh, I was getting oh. up to take a this break. This isn't memorized? Uh, Finding Nemo is number six for okay. me. All right. Finding Nemo is a great movie. Such a, a great, almost um, flawless storyline. Every... Every single plot point, is, it just reinforces the one before it. It's yeah. it works. What do you? What's there to say bad about finding? We talked about we said. That's why we said, that's why we, said we liked it. Yeah, it's such a quintessential. This is what you think of when you think of Pixar movies. Yeah. It's Nemo. beautiful. It's emotional. I think that Finding Nemo has the best score of all the Pixar. No, films. that's wrong. <laughs> the Good Dinosaur easily has the best score. Oh, yeah. I think the, now that, that theme that they open with after that first, uh, you know. Pre-credits, pre-title screen scene of the kids dying, and then they have that. Really <laughs> the kids dying. Yeah, that's, yeah. My favorite the, the that's my favorite part. <laughs> no, the, the they, you, you come out of that scene, and then you have that score, and it's just kind of the water floating, and then yeah, it's the great. Landscape. It's. I think it's really. <laughs> Well, Fantastic before that, film. before that <laughs> score was totally affecting Tyler in the long term, there was 2001's Monsters Incorporated, which we already ranked. Before that, it was 1999's Toy Story 2, which we've also already ranked. Um, and then before that, in 1998, which was, man, think about it. So Toy Story came out in 95, and then it took till 98 for us to get A Bug's Life. So think about it like this. These movies take around four years to make. They take longer than the average movie. You know, when you're having to make everything in a computer. <laughs> right. Oh, right. So Pixar, at the advent of Toy Story, was a new uh, thing in terms of a, you know, a partnership, making feature films, distribution, and Disney, and the story wrapped all up in Disney and everything. Toy Story comes out. Pixar could have been a flash in the pan. They could have made that one first CG movie and then nothing else could have happened but it caught on so bugs life came out but it came out much later they weren't in yet the powerhouse business of making a movie every single year and sometimes more than that so in 1998 a bugs life came out and it's interesting bugs life to me feels like the least rewatched of all the <laughs> pixar movies because when yeah. i talk to people about you know well i told them we were doing this episode and they're like oh man what about this one and this one and bugs life comes up they all go huh i haven't seen that one in a long time I haven't seen that since 1998. <laughs> so mm. I watched it again this week. I've actually seen Bugs Life a bunch because Abby was big into it and bought a copy of it. And then our kid watches it all the time. Um, and I got to say, I hadn't seen it from 1998 till a decade <laughs> after that. And, or, and then longer than that, uh, Bugs Life holds up. 
it's a good movie. It's Very fun. Good. It's funny. Kevin Spacey as a grasshopper. Come on. <laughs> Hopper. Hopper. Right. Got you guys aren't saying much, so I'm assuming you don't like it at all. I've got A Bug's Life at number 14. Whoa. Wow. Oh, that's not right. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I also have it at number 14. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is boring. <laughs> I don't hate Whitney, though. <laughs> Or where it's do you boring? Have you think it's boring? Yeah, I got bored. I have it at number six, and that's like pretty low. F- like I would maybe put it at number three sometimes. Pretty low? <laughs> I love it. It was pretty probably low. my favorite as a kid because I was a kid when I saw it. It's fun. It's fun and imaginative. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. To it's got to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Can't yeah, give she's great. For that? She's great. It's just, you know, I, I get the idea of the this imaginative world of bugs having bug city yeah it's great it's really fun it's yeah, a buggy sure. bug world out a there. kid tore off his wings right <laughs> right i got it at 15 it's all right yeah it's oh, all right. Wow. Lee, that's too i lovely. just did not care about any of these characters uh, rewatching it this these past couple of weeks i was like eh, it doesn't hold up to me i think it's fun funny i've Just got it at 13 i'd rather watch it than inside out Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that how it sucks. You know, this, it. this this may be pretty controversial, but I actually think I enjoyed Ants more. No. Well, see, that's the weird thing is all those weird bug movies came out at the same time. But I remember seeing A Bug's Life. We were really excited for it because my family really liked Toy Story. And then we really liked Bug's Life because that, what's the main guy? Flick. What's his real name? The actor that yeah. plays Flick? It's the guy from News he's Radio? He's from News Radio, who my mom loves and he is so funny so he's they're number nine uh, it's not like i i don't adore adore the movie but i liked it but then it got all convoluted because that bees movie came out the jerry seinfeld b movie so that many bugs so, so and then longer. ants dave foley is his name by the way so weird dave they were foley. all ripoffs of a really i good know movie. and i just remember thinking bugs life is so much better but i will say didn't the didn't ants come out like the same right same around year? the same time? Yeah. Then uh, um, the yeah. ant bully was also one of those oh, things. Yeah. You know, uh, this is not a podcast about ants, but ants ain't bad. Yeah. It's a funny little movie. It's probably because it's the same year actually. I couldn't look at them. They look so weird. Yeah, it was it was weird CG. I wonder if Katzenberg stole that when he left. So uh, I put a Bug's Life at uh, number eleven. Oh. Out of all of them. I've I've seen it a bunch of times, and uh, I I like the grasshopper motif. Kevin Spacey is fun having a, as a villain in a Pixar movie, and then we've already talked about Toy Story. So before everyone presents their finalized lists, because obviously it's a bit disjointed to go f- up from and out of order, I just want to tell you guys what the critics thought of the Pixar movies yeah. from best to worst. Give us give us the critics now. According to the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Here are the Pixar movies from best to worst. Um, and this is a little confusing because there's a bunch of ties. Yeah, now, that is confusing. Can anyone guess what number dead last is? Cars Bugs 2. Life. <laughs> Cars 2. Cars 2. Cars 2 is the only rotten. The world can agree. The only rotten Pixar movie. We can come movie. together on this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's got to be so hard for um, John Lasseter. <laughs> to, have to, to have directed Cars 2 to be rolling and all that. Sorry, money. man, I don't feel I don't <laughs> feel really so bad. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the guy's like the Lorne Michaels of Pixar. He's yeah. like the head of everything. He's executive producing every animated feature, even out of Disney. And for him to come in and say, "This is how you do it, guys," and direct Cars 2, and it'd be so well, I don't bad. feel too bad but for him. He, he also directed it. it uh, yeah. He also directed Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2. 
It's got the best and worst, huh? He's coming back <laughs> Think for about Cars that, 3. Bethany. The guy who directed Toy Story directed Cars 2. <laughs> <laughs> no just, no wonder he stole his concept. We don't want him hey, writing his own stuff. <laughs> to his credits, those are the most lucrative of the films. He must have had a catalytic revelation between the two. <laughs> catalytic? Is that meant to be a pun? Yeah. Oh, cars like oh. converter right. so yeah it's the only with a score of 39% on Rotten Ooh, Tomatoes the only rotten movie uh, that's another cars. pun <laughs> next up <laughs> next up in the list uh, of critic scores is cars okay we're right on right. track with the critics not yeah, rotten yeah. but 74% no it should, it all, right. Should, it, yeah, all right okay I can live which with that. is surprisingly high I thought for cars yeah. it speaks a lot of just Pixar's quality throughout if all of them are at least more than 74% on Rotten Tomato. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a huge dip, though, for Cars too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just no. above Cars is The Good Dinosaur, according to critics, at 76%. Mm. Oh, that's mm. so sad. Yeah. Well, that's your number one. Well, yeah. Ooh. Most Ooh. critics are morons. So... <laughs> just above the good dinosaur. We don't identify as critics here at UA Movies. <laughs> no, nah, we're amateurs that like movies. We're cinephiles that think we know everything. The <laughs> just above the good dinosaur, according to critics, is a tie between Monsters University and Brave, both at 78% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, okay, okay. Above both of those is where the Pixar movies start to jump way up, is A Bug's Life at 92%. No, oh, wow. no. no. That's not right. 92% Too high. means. Yeah, but in the 90s, yeah, it worked. Time. Collectively, critics liked A Bug's Life more than Monsters University and The Good Dinosaur and no. Brave. Yeah. That's no good. Well, Absolutely. I guess I'm in sync. All right. <laughs> you know what they liked even better than A Bug's Life was Finding Dory at 95%. Uh, obligated. They're obligated to like it. I don't I understand that, the critic reaction to Finding Dory. It's too much. Yeah. No, it's great. I no. mean, it's fine, but 95%? Yeah. Yeah, Number five. That's a bit high. God, we're, we're still so low on the list, and then we're at 95? 95. 95. Critics love Pixar. Well, that's just saying, though, that like 95% of critics thought it was... A like positive. Yeah, yeah. Overall good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's not they're not giving it a 95%. That's that's true. That's a that's a helpful distinction. Yeah. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah, really great You're job, welcome. Josiah. Then Thanks, above, uh, they uh, collectively critics preferred over Finding Dory. Wally and Ratatouille tied at ninety six percent of critics. Mm. Wally's better than that. I agree. That's still um, great. Oh, that's a great. No, score. no, no, <laughs> better. Pardon me. It's a three way tie. Wally, Ratatouille, and Monsters Incorporated all have ninety six percent. I don't know how Ratatouille okay. got in there. Because it's good. <laughs> 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 it's, like a <laughs> it's about a rat. It's like a rat yeah. scurried in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> then above those three was The Incredibles at 97%. All right. Yeah. Then uh, get upset, Josiah, because oh. Up and Inside Out Ooh. are at 98%. Whoa. No, no. Above no. those other two. No, Did they watch the movies? No. <laughs> and then tied for second place are Toy Story 3 and Finding Nemo, both at 99%. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Toy Story 3. Those and are those yeah. weird hangouts where there was like one reviewer who was like, yeah, this wasn't that great. And <laughs> everyone's like sending him death threats. <laughs> uh, but you know, who didn't have that problem were the first two Toy Story films who both uh, ranked up a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Yeah. Toy Story Toy Story 2. I'll tell you what. Well, you know. Those sequels are <laughs> great, right? <laughs> Toy Story 2, like number one. To the All right, well... Critics may or may not be right about a couple of things, but here's how it goes. 
I'm going to set the precedent. Dead last was Cars 2 for me. Uh, just above that was Cars, and Up wasn't doing much better than that. At number 14, I've got Brave. At number 13, the ripped-off concept of Toy Story in a funny, memorable movie. Then at number 12, you've got Finding Dory, which was okay. Uh, a little better than that was A Bug's Life for originality and being its own thing. Number 10 was Inside Out. Not as good as everyone said, but okay. Number 9 is Toy Story 2. Number 8 is Finding Nemo. Better than both of those. All of those is Monsters Incorporated, and I like Monsters University just a little bit more. The Incredibles is holding out at number 5. Toy Story 3 is number 4 because of its emotional resonance and sealing up the trilogy better than the first two. Number 3 is The Good Dinosaur, which I loved with all my heart, and uh, number two was Ratatouille and my favorite Pixar movie is Wally. Yeah. Go Tyler. The very bottom cars two, followed by cars <laughs> then up. And then the, 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 there's a significant jump up from up where you get oh. bugs life. <laughs> there's a deep valley there whether we're up in cars. It's important survive. to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got a bugs life. Finding Dory, just uh, not a great, not a great sequel, but on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Still better than A Bug's Life. Uh, followed by Brave, uh, you know, Dis- what a great Disney movie. Then the, the Good Dinosaur, Inside Out, number nine, Ratatouille, number eight, Toy Story, number seven, Finding Nemo, number six, The Incredibles. Five Monsters U, four Monsters Inc., three Toy Story three, number two Wally, number one Toy Story two. Wow, it's weird that you like Toy Story two the best, but it's really weird that it's your favorite of everything. I agree. Yeah. I like it. We don't it's like kinda it. Kind of edgy. Something was going on in his it. life when he saw it that really like, <laughs> no. solidified it for I just him. think it's. So good. Okay. Uh, Bethany's gonna go it's on again. You better just say your thing. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a really well-made movie. Don't don't you give know, us the pitch again. You know when yeah, he's at the airport it, and he's and he's riding on the horse to try I and catch like the baggage the baggage carts. The prospector. Like prospector. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Bethany. Set us straight. Okay. I think mine was pretty much in line with the critics. <laughs> Seventeen. I've got cars. Two garbage. Sixteen cars. Garbage. <laughs> Fifteen ratatouille. Also a little bit of garbage. No, no offense. No. You hate movies. Table. You hate movies. Uh, number. Wait. Yeah. Number fourteen. Monster University. You hate movies. That's too low. Number thirteen. Finding Dory. Number twelve. Up. Number eleven. Inside Out. Number 10, Good Dinosaur. Number 9, Bugs Life. Number 8, Toy Story 2. Number 7, Brave. <laughs> Why did you point at me? Because I like Toy Story yeah, 2. You've got it too far low on your high. list. It's pretty high I'm up not there. Going to, Compared I'm not to everybody else, it's the highest one you're going to oh, get in your goodness. camaraderie. And uh, number 6, Monsters, <laughs> Inc. Number 4, oh, number 5, The Incredibles. Number 4, Nemo. Number 3, Wally. Number two, Toy Story, and number one, Toy Story three. I'm huh. glad that you liked Wally as much as you did. I'll accept 
what's wrong about your list because you honored Wally. You know what? I didn't speak anything negative about either one of your lists at all. Yeah, you even did. though yeah. I radically <laughs> sure disagree with them. You hated well, no, along the way, really but not in your oh, little right. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing of our podcast is we hate on each other's opinions. Remember, it's an argument-based podcast. Right. Is this your first time? Oh, <laughs> remember, weren't you on the first episode yelling at people? I <laughs> people, me. I am a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Abby. All right. You've had the most to say, the most insight. Give us this list. I think mine is probably the most different from everyone else's. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that makes me special. You're special. For sure. So what do you got at the bottom? 17 cars, too. Oh, that. Wow. Oh, she's already yeah, awesome. She's <laughs> really mixing it up. <laughs> so different. <laughs> okay. We all have those. 16 cars, 15 oh, brakes. No, it's too low. 14 up. 13 The Incredibles. Mm. 12 Wally. You've upset yeah. yourself. Mm. 11 Monsters University, 10 Monsters. Ugh. 9 Toy Story 2, the worst of the Toy Story. Oh, stop it. 8 Toy Story 3, 7 wow. Toy Story 6 Bugs Life. <laughs> Too high. <laughs> By Finding Dory. What? We're <laughs> <laughs> just remembering where she put I that. Forgot it. <laughs> Four Inside Out. Three Ratatouille. Two Finding Nemo and one Good Dinosaur. Wow. It's the best list. Where's Wally on yours? Way down there. At Twelve. Ah, yeah. Why? That's just yeah. <laughs> You're unique. I feel like we could all <laughs> at least agree on Wally, right? No. But no, no. I'm the most special. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What I'd you like are. to say is to each their own. Yeah. And Abby, you are special. Yeah. yeah. Pixar you teaches know what us you a like. lot about that. That's yes. true. Yeah. Swim Abby. your own swim or yeah. whatever. Swim your own swim. Just keep swimming. If you remember anything <laughs> about Cars 2, the message was if you're just a freaking idiot that ruins everything <laughs> for everybody, hey, that's their problem. They should let you be you. <laughs> and then shoot it with guns. Uh, <laughs> pretty it's much. The it's the truth. Well, it will come to no surprise that 17 is Cars 2 and 16 is Cars for me. Uh, 15 is Brave. 14, A Bug's Life. 13, Monsters University. 12, Finding Dory. 11 is Inside Out. 10 is Toy Story 2. Sorry, Tyler. Too low. <laughs> 9 is Ratatouille. 8 mm -mm. is Up. Oh. 7 is, Too high. <laughs> is Toy Story. Family meeting. Six is Finding Nemo. Five is The Good Dinosaur. Four, Monsters, Inc. Okay. Three, Toy yeah. Story 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two, Wally, -E, and yeah. one, The Incredibles. Yeah. You know Strong. what? Your top five is solid. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's some yeah. problems, but. <laughs> well, they can't all be right. Like this list. <laughs> <laughs> like this list can't uh, be right. This can't <laughs> <laughs> He's a brave fan. And this list will be no exception. away. <laughs> <laughs> My whole way of looking at you has radically changed since you so, so mad at me for, so for considering that Disney forced Pixar to make it. That's not true. It's just not true. I okay, thought it was weird. Tell us had, your uh, list. I thought it was strange you had walking tall on your list. <laughs> <laughs> if I could put that Love on the rock. rock. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> the rock. All right. Number 17 is Cars 2. <gasps> so different. Number 16 is Cars. Then we go through the valley and come back at number 15, Bugs Life. Number 14, Toy Story. Number 13, Finding Nemo. No, Finding Dory. Okay. Number 12 is Inside Out. Number 11 is Up. And then my top 10, I love all these a lot. Number 10 is The Incredibles. Number 9 is Finding Nemo. Number 8 is Monsters, Inc. Number 7 
Toy Story 2. Good grief. Number man. six yeah. is Monsters University. Number five is Brave. Number four <laughs> is Toy Story 3. No, no. Number four is Good Dinosaur. Number three is Toy Story 3. Number two is Ratatouille. Number one is Wally. That's that's the wow. right list. <laughs> so cute. You just said you weren't going to pick on anybody else's list. I'm not list. picking. I was being that was sarcastic. sincere. That was sarcastic. Supporting you. Supporting you. You were not. Uh-huh. She has I'm red hair. You. Hello. You're the you only can, one who supported that. If you had the power that. to change your fate, <laughs> would you? <laughs> speak it to me now. Speak it to me now. I'm inspired. <laughs> if you would just listen. Tapestry. <laughs> Brother right. Beard. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Coming in hot, number 17. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's. I think that's Braveheart. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Write Braveheart down on the spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Just> spoiled one scene. <laughs> Someone shouts Freedom. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josiah. Pretty Josiah. big scene, though. Tell number us about how you hate Cars 2. Number 17, Finding Nemo. Just getting it's Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2 is awful. Uh, number 16 is Up. 15 is Brave. 14 is Inside Out. 13 is A Bug's Life, <laughs> which means I would rather watch Cars at number 12 than all those movies. What in the world? Wow. Above that, I'd like to watch The Good Dinosaur. And then at 10, Finding Dory. At number 9 and 8, Monsters University, followed slightly higher by Monsters, Inc. Then at number 7, Finding Nemo. Actually, at number seven, not 17. That was a joke. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Number six, yeah. Toy Story 3. Five is Wally. Four is Toy Story. Three is Toy Story 2. Two, movie about a rat, Ratatouille. <laughs> and then the very best Pixar movie ever made, The Incredibles. You know, you got to give him this, Tyler. He has Toy Story 2 up pretty high. You uh-huh. sounded really professional when you did that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for no. that <laughs> <laughs> What have we all learned today about making these lists and making these Pixar movies that a lot of people can see the uh, same movie and have wrong opinions about them? That we could all get together, sit down at a table, and talk mm-hmm. for three hours about it? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not experience. It It's like knowing you guys and then hearing what you like the most. I'm like, oh, psychoanalyzing each of you. Get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already in there. I've been in there for three hours. You hear what we're <laughs> thinking and you say, oh. Is that Morse code? <laughs> That's your Secret. Is that how you're operating? I'm validating. That I'm seems a little saying, archaic. Uh-huh. And tell me more about that. I'm digital in my brain. You're going to have to get out of here with Morse code. <laughs> anyway, I do think it's about, it's what fun to hear the experience that you had. Like Abby watches these a thousand times a day. It's totally different than what I have to do. It's yeah. true, yeah. So, yeah. Folding you laundry. And you probably got a shotgun, shotgun six women. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bethany, what would it take for you to sit down and watch Cars again? Mm. Watch it with commentary. Um, well, Twice. a blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather listen to Larry the Cable Guy than watch uh. Cars? <laughs> hey, Bethany, what if, uh, what if old oh, somebody like a tim tebow or somebody walked in the door and said mm-hmm. you want to go on a date i want to watch my favorite movie oh it's cars too great i'm gonna hold your hand okay your so that's what it would take movie. that's what it would take <laughs> well sure if tim tebow wants to take me to see cars too honey we'll go my god we made it we survived you know if there's one thing I've learned after arguing about movies every single week for a long time now, it's that 
Yeah, people seem to have an opinion about how one should rank the Pixar films, and now we'd love to hear yours. So go to youhatemovies.com, leave a comment on this episode, and tell us where we went wrong. Any of us. In fact, take us to task on the matter. While you're there, you can check out our entire backlog of episodes, get to know our hosts, and read our very insightful blog. Do not leave until you subscribe to the podcast. But the You Hate Movies fun doesn't stop there. Make sure that you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at You Hate Movies. 